You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Joshua Kemble. Hey. You're back. Summer edition. Dad bod. Joshua Kemble's here with us. A great, a great friend of the of the Emo Brown podcast. A yeah. wonderful, a wonderful guy to shoot that shit with. I've been around. He has a lot of uh insight, a lot of uh stories, a lot of experience in life. Let me tell you life. something, kids. A lot of experience in life. But before we let him loose on the microphone, which is what he does best. Shh. The Emo Brown Podcast is brought to you by Lolitas. Lolitas. Finest Mexican food in the South Bay, some Ooh. would say. Some would say. Is that a bold statement? I, or Some would say. You know <laughs> what? I enjoy the California burrito with- I know you do. With avec. That has made an appearance on the podcast. The avec guacamole. Avec, Ooh, yes. Dude, that's French. Yes, oui. <laughs> je, je parle un peu en français, vous? Holy smokes, he's French, guys. Ah, um... I know people are always like, oh, that's not the best burrito ever. You know what? I like the California burrito with, with guacamole from Pinchy Lolitas. Do you know why? Go ahead. They're consistent. Ooh. You can't beat consistency sometimes. <clears throat> Mexican food should be consistent. Not to say, not to bring this in as a sponsor, but McDonald's, you know what a Big Mac tastes like. Mm -hmm. No matter where you go in the world. I can go to Tallahassee. Yep. I can go to Tijuana. That Big Mac will remain the Texarkana, same. Texarkana. You know? Anchorage, Alaska. All the same. Yep, exactly. All well, the they same. have a reason why, because they're like fakey. But, Russia. But still, you know, consistency is there. Mother Russia. Yeah. Did you know that that's where McDonald's started? Where? Mother Russia. <laughs> it I did. It. Yeah. 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 Google Not San Bernardino. It. Google it, Bato. <laughs> okay. I think that San Bernardino was in and out. I don't know. Half of the shit that I say, I don't know. I do like Lolitas, though. You know what we do like? We love Lolitas. When we go to the Padre games, Rip, we... um. Go to Lolita's first and take it into the Don't game. Don't say rip. For now? No. They're resting in peace. For now. Okay, That's what I'm I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll for give now, you that for now, But they already started Bronco. practicing. Yeah. We're getting off the topic. It's, Lolita's. It's a topic. Thank you for being a wonderful sponsor <laughs> for thank the Evil Brown Podcast. Thank Gracias, Lolitas. Lolitas. <laughs> Balboa hey, Avenue honestly, Dispensary, Kemble. Wait, back to Lolita's for a minute? Oh, oh, wait. Back. Can you, like, have you ever. <laughs> Well, you don't have to because you have tickets, but do you ever just go to Lolita's down there and just watch the game at Lolita's? No. I have. Why? How close do you live? Because you don't have to get because I don't have to get a ticket to go into the game. It's just right. I can kind of be around, and it's almost like being at a tailgate party, kind of, somewhat. How oh, we used to do it at, dude, the, we're at lack, the football games. We are lacking in the tailgate. Only just sometimes. Yeah, in the tailgate well, party. Also, well, I don't want to pay what twenty bucks just to go in that tailgate lot when they don't even really let you. They don't. You can't do anything in that lot. Right. So it's kind of a bummer. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just comparing it to Jack. But I wouldn't State, go to. You know? I wouldn't go no. to Lolita's from Chula Vista. No, no, no to downtown you just to you, hang out. And you also have tickets to the game. I'm just saying if you... Whenever you need him, I got you. Yeah, this is you on. You heard. You heard. He's not talking to you. He's <laughs> talking to me. Thank you, Lolitas. We love you, Lolitas. Balboa Bye. Avenue Dispensary. Kemble. for some Lolitas right now. Kemble. Hi. How are you with the medicinal or the recreational cannabis? Mm, What's your involvement with it? I don't... I don't really... I don't have it. I don't, At all? Ever? I have... I mean, I've tried, like, gummies okay. or whatever, but I'm, I don't, like have a have a, a stock of it or any, like like it's not really what is your reaction to it does uh, it affect you in a positive or a negative way well i don't know i think the only ones i've had have just kind of made me just more mellow or sleep you know go to sleepy 
Okay. I don't, it's not really like, we're old dudes. It doesn't really add to my party experience. We're old dudes. Yeah. I don't think I use the gummies to party. I use the gummies or the CBD for body relaxation. I definitely use CBD lotions and oils that I have um, in the kitchen, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. for my back and my neck and stuff. Does my that, back and my neck. <laughs> does that help? Uh, Somewhat. Yeah? It's not, yeah, it's not like a cure-all. It's not like a snake oil, like, you know. Well, like let a, me tell you about the Miso CBD product line. Okay. I actually like it. Um, Can you rub it on me right now? I, I have a I have a roll on stick. <laughs> it comes in like a like a deodorant roll on stick. The, see, that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'd be more interested in using mm-hmm. um, if it's like legit. I know there's a lot of. I mean, you can buy it at Sprouts in the checkout line, like you know. But I I wouldn't trust that. No, I would like no, like it's a little tube of just like anything else. You got to do your research. Yeah, you yeah. got to figure so out like what works. As what far doesn't. as that's concerned, I'm I'm all in for something that can help me with my back and neck pain in the kitchen, like. That needs to go away. <laughs> the one that I do, there's two two main products I use from both Balboa and from the Miso uh, company is that I use the, for, for Miso, they have a CBD uh, tongue strip. Hmm. I think it's like 15 milligrams. You put the CBD on your tongue and melts and I feel that effect quickly. I feel like a like warm body sensation hmm. and it makes my old ass feel a little bit younger. So I want to feel that like right on, like topical, like right on my pain, you know, almost like a tiger balm kind of thing Ooh, without arnica, the smell. Without like the smell. Arnica. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and for the Balboa Avenue, I use these two milligram gummies and everyone's going to laugh at me because it's only two milligrams, but I can't hang. I can't hang with that anymore. What's like a regular? I I don't know. Like a big. I feel like for everyone is different. I mean, what are they making fun of you for? What's the. Because I guess everybody else that uh, doesn't use two milligrams, but me and like the people that I hang out with, we use two milligrams. Pop Mm -hmm. a gummy, boom, and I'm ready. It just kind of like helps me mellow, mellow, ah, you know? There's five milligram, there's 10 milligram, I've seen 25 milligram. Uh, Somebody came into the brewery. People like to give me a lot of cannabis-infused edible stuff. No, like, definitely, like, in the, also in the, in the kitchen, there's like bakers and stuff like that that are making butters and brownies and all this kind of stuff. So You use that, like, hand in hand then, right? I mean, I mean, I've helped out with, like, dinners and whatever, like, it's not really, it's like, almost people almost get too mellow. Like it's like a not, uh, it's not as, as memorable of experience. Maybe I mean, I guess it's the same as if people get unprofessional at beer and beer events or anything. Oh, like, like getting you know, smashed. Like, kinda in a sense. Like, yeah, if they're, you don't want to give them too much of, of a good thing. Kinda. That's why there's a two ounce pours. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> try a sampler, you know? Also brought to you by uh, three punk ales, you know, three punk ales. You're like a, you're like a race car. The Elwood. Wow. And the Manhattan. Anymore. That's, I think, you know, that's like, I think that's it. You got like, that's all, that's all we should that do. That was at least 55 you know sponsors. What? Basically, we just, we like to shout out the homies. <laughs> the Burro Brothers, you know, Alex and his brother, they go around cutting, mowing lawns. You know, the only thing they cut is corners, something like that. I think <laughs> they, they do a killer job. We have Who's like right hand signs. Tacos? What's that? Who was that you're talking about? Tacos tickets. Oh, uh, Albert. Albert. So, like Albert's tacos? Here, shop, here at the brewery. We're allowed to open. Well, today, to be honest, we're recording on Monday, July 6th. We're expecting a new government mandate or order to come out later on in the day mm-hmm. as it relates to how many people got the COVID over the holiday weekend. Mm. Um, depending on that result, that is the direction. The breweries, the bars, the tasting rooms, the wineries, the distilleries, the restaurants, everyone moves forward. Everyone in the service industry is like pretty much yeah. on pins and needles, bro. Sure. Whatever Governor, Governor Newsom says, or Nathan Fletcher here a little bit more locally for us in San Diego, it's like it's become like a, a daily occurrence. Like, okay, what's going to happen? What do we know? There's no, um, there's no, there's there, there's no like a routine to kind of build upon right now. Right now, it, it's it's Fletcher like, or Faulkner. 
No, that's Kevin Faulkner's the mayor. Okay. Yeah, but Nathan Fletcher seems a dude that's been grabbing it by the reins and letting. That's because he has plans. You know, mm, there's always a pl- <laughs> there's always plans when it involves politics. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, it just it it, yeah. it screws up our flow. It sure. screws up our small business yeah. operation. Most small businesses, you know, don't have a lot of money, so it's kind of like we we legitimately depend on con- consistency and continuity and a direct plan. So right now, um, Albert called me, alias AKA Small Teeth. Um, oh, I'm going to share a video that uh, one of the news reporters came in this weekend and shot a video and he went off on Albert. Um, but he's in, he's out of town. He's flying in today and went he's off. working tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, he um, is out of town. So he hasn't worked under this new, and he had new work last week. He worked last Monday. So he's working this Monday. And since then, things have changed drastically. Sure. You know, so it's he's changing all the time. Yeah. So he called me right now. He's like, hey, bro, I'm working tonight. What's the new rule with, um, the food tickets and on the menu and drinking on premise. And I said, well, as of right now, you know, you come in, you buy a, a, a beer and you have to actually also order a menu item. We're working in conjunction with El Vaquero, Tacos El Vaquero here from Chula Vista on third Avenue. If you've been down there, you know who he is. He's a good, mm-hmm. good dude. Tasty, tasty, tasty food. Um, this show is brought to you by Tacos El Vaquero. You like that? I can't do That's that. True. That would be a conflict oh, between like Lolitas. We have a Lolitas. Yeah. I mean, do you get tacos there? Or do you get no? You, you only get California burritos, right? I, I only get carne asada chips, fries, and the bread. So you so you haven't even touched their tacos. No. Okay, they have good tacos. Do they really? Yeah, I have to look into that. But but at the same time, you're talking about somebody who's coming here to the brewery. Yeah, to, to sell tacos, dude. Lolitas won't come here to sell tacos. This this um food truck, Alex. I mean, you never know. Come, Al- Lolitas, come, 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 come. They do have a truck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Show up. Um. So Alex, th- he's a the proprietor of the uh, Tacos El Vaquero. He's been our fucking bloodline, our lifeline. Nice. Without without him, we're closed. With, without any food component, we're right. closed. Right. So we, we rely heavily on him. He normally doesn't even work, he says, on Mondays. But he's like, bro, like it's been going good for us working in front of your brewery. Yeah. Um, you help me, it's I help match. you. It, it really is. People just want to drink Punk and eat, tacos. you know? And it's been having a good time. So I just had to make sure I fill in our staff routinely as, as often staff, as possible. Are you doing like, are, you, are, are your staff all on payroll or are they also collecting a little bit from everybody who works here is on payroll. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whoever I get, like, let me, let me just work. You know, I won't sign in. I just want to volunteer. I said, I can't, my dude. I mean, if you're going to work here, you, you got to be on payroll. So we kind of addressed that, hashed it out. And so everybody who comes in clocks in, you know, right. we have to, we have to play by the rules, man. I feel right. like this industry more than any other. That's no, just tricky right now. Cause operating know, under the a COVID lot of people are not, um, a lot of people aren't even like, accepting work because they're getting more money from not working yeah like the government right now yeah. which is gonna you know, you know according to the latest eight ball magic answer is gonna be like ending in july allegedly yeah well now it's probably enough you know i don't know it's a crazy this time is all Campbell. is all pop up we need a gosh, we need a beer bro Christmas. we need a beer oh my gosh i mean it's only 11 in the afternoon is it i think oh wait it just turned 12 all right oh, i don't normally drink bad. in the afternoon with bearded men but <laughs> well, ooh, ah, that's some, oh wow! What are we drinking? Well, this is the official podcast beer, Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican Imperial Coffee Brown Ale, mm. and I remember this from its earliest iterations, and now in can form. It's come. I've a never long had way. it in a can. It's it's come a long way. I love this beer. Yeah, it definitely, definitely, definitely uh, Third Avenue's best beer. Just it kidding. Make- <laughs> <laughs> you weenie. It, it, it um. 
I was just talking to, to Brian Kelly. He's a head brewer at a creative creature. Mm-hmm. We had an issue with our, our, our canner. So they came through and let us mm-hmm. borrow their canner. And in turn, we just um, started canning. This beer was made possible because our canning. This our beer was made beer. possible. Because <laughs> our canning line didn't work. So they let us borrow theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good beer, man. No, I, was this just, is really I, was, good. I was just telling I'm him, like, it. it's, it's pretty awesome to have people all over social media, like, sharing it, you know? I've always kind of like wanted that. We never really released a, a can, and this is our first release. And now we're just gonna we have a lot more coming now. Nice. Um, but it's just been cool. Like over the last few days, just watching people on social media drinking this with a picture, and I'm like, oh man, oh, because this is it's rad. Can now. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, oh, it's before a, it's just it's been our, like, our crawlers, you know, exactly. which is a cool can, you know, like I like our crawlers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, now it's like you're drinking the emo brown. It matches this, you know. Look at you, Ato. Look at you, and a uh, local local tattoo artist, Black Belt. Sergio Hernandez splurred. He created the, oh, yeah, the actual right. artwork for this, yep. and he gave most. Emo of Brand the, has a couple logos, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, face yeah. And the this the he, he gave us the tattoos as well, the glasses, and myself, and then the homie Jordan from Right Hand Signs designed the layout for the can. So I mean, like when I tell you, like we we support the yeah. homies, bro. Yeah. Like everybody who's involved in this in this thing of ours, we we we, we want to make sure we get La each other's back. Nuestra. La Costa Nostra. So you um, and you did one of these with also with a uh, you did a cinnamon vanilla, right? Pilancio? Yes, we didn't do that one this time. Pilancio, uh, no, no, we did it with vanilla. We did it with vanilla, coffee vanilla. Mm. Um, that one was was very good. Yeah, you know, we we, we like to get crazy. No, that, was, that one was we really like good to get too. Crazy, and that, that was a that was a fun time. Joshua Crumble. Anyways, <sighs> that was a long advertisement sponsor plug. I felt like that was the whole podcast. Was, and okay, we're done. <laughs> Joshua Crumble, okay, as you may or may not know from previous episodes, previous shows, a friend. I used to be a fanboy. Now I'm actually a friend. It's awesome. Um, local chef. Local musician. I can say that. I can say that confidently now. Sure. Local musician, because you're back. I'm local. You're back on it. Well, I mean, you're back on it. It's time. To, you're back on it. Yeah. I think last time we talked, I was saying that we should do, uh, you know, I should get do some stuff so and now you know think i've been i've been spurred along to do to do it with just everything, everything all right cool everything. Then, let me hear about that because I, I know a little bit of it from um oh. podcast what part you were on the um the last one palapalooza palapalooza troy that dude has a cool voice of his voice yeah, yeah. it's made for kind of made yeah for i was like that's a that's a cool voice yeah, um he's he's a uh, he that's that's right I, I i forgot to tell him that i some people have a good voice for like you know, radio or whatever. Like mine is a little bit too high for like the for like a radio DJ. Like you're listening to blah blah blah, you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. But um, his is like he's got that boisterous. Like, I mean, there's a shout out to Troy. Right? What he, band was he in? Uh, the first one he was saying his first show was with us. It was he was called Fat Chance. Fat Chance. Okay. Fat Chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember Fat Chance. I, I think we played a show with them once upon a time. Nice. I, I just remember their logo on there and it said Fat Chance. I was like, oh, cool. Yep. yep. So, um, so I heard about your ventures on his podcast, yeah. Palapalooza, and I was like, oh, shit. He calls it that because I guess they, he has a palapa in his backyard. I haven't seen it yet because now, you know, they haven't had as many backyard parties, of course. But I mean, this, what is this? This is a studio basement party, right? Yeah. Like this is more my stuff. No pants party very, in the basement. Re- There's my pants. There it is. But yeah, just, I just, I felt inspired and time i always have stuff in the i always have stuff in my mind or i'm always writing stuff down like lyrically or whatever it's it's there's, it's not always good enough for a song but you gotta find a way to create and get it out there just like you do the stuff you do here at three punk is probably a good avenue for your creativity these are all outlets bro are, that's what i'm saying like yeah if you can't do music you gotta do something else how do you feel when you don't have it do you do you do you feel do you more feel anxious, anxious or anxious how do you- 
well now excuse me now nowadays and i guess since march really there's been a lot more anxiety and depression just in general in in several industries including like you know chefing and and brewing and restauranting and stuff like that because people there's no there's no certainty yeah there's no certainty no matter what you think either way uh uh and i think that people are i think it's okay it's okay to not know it's okay to be anxious and depressed to some degree um but what are you doing about it what do you like can you every single person whether you're a musician or whatever i think you need to create something like just go outside and do some chalk art or do some chalk art on your neighbor's driveway like if they want let you know like that's called start, graffiti yeah <laughs> i'm saying if they let you if, uh, okay. if they're like oh that's cool can you, you want to do something on mine like i'm trying to encourage like you know just myself to do that not not vandalize my neighbor's driveway but if they want me to sure um no please note si- uh, asterisks i don't do uh vandalism or, or <laughs> i don't do chalk art anymore either. Yeah, my kids do. Yeah. <laughs> well so dogwood long and gone after much bitch i always ask you rest in power yeah i know because <laughs> i'm always asking you hey wait come on man like a reunion show what else is going on i went to the majority of reunion shows that you had i don't i didn't go to the ones you did in anaheim because it's, i don't like leaving the south I, I, you know but yeah i, I saw the ones you did you here don't even know the where the 78 freeway is right <laughs> there's a 78 <laughs> shit i remember there's a 76 because there was a band called east 76 once upon True. a time and okay now, that's north of the 78 yeah, yeah so i was like i don't know where that is right i know the 94 and the 54 and if i'm feeling froggy the eight that's pretty hot fire up there yeah. uh 78 like the escondido to oceanside freeway might but it's, well. it's like that's the shortest one right there but it's also the most traffic it might the, as well be like, in Northern <laughs> California because I, I don't know where Escondido is. <laughs> but yes, so shout out I'm, Caesar. I'm, yeah, Caesar. <laughs> I, I'm kind of like I've given up the hope of a uh, dogwood ever coming back together and doing anything. So yeah, I mean we're just it's we're all far away. You know? Yeah, it's like and that's kind of like yeah, the ship kind of like sailed its course. It did its thing. The sunset. The we did our you, thing. We yeah, definitely did our for, thing. That's what I was going to say. You can hang your hat on. Had enough records. Like blah blah. You know, made our made some mark whatever that mark was and then like i, I said I, I was telling troy we we kind of passed the torch to other bands and stuff like that so hats off to everyone who saw the shows and let's move on to something newer i mean it's always going to have that kind of similar sound because that's like the sound that i like and my voice is not going to change <laughs> unless i'm like yelling or, or i don't know so that, i don't know for you that I turned can do whatever in, now There's it turned no into what for you well, if I do stuff now with like band members, or if I if I can release it with my singing, it's probably going to be with Saint Didicus. Mm, say it again, Saint Didicus. Which and is that the, means well, that Saint Didicus was the patron saint of San Diego. If you look, if you know anything about, well, maybe if you don't, but that's that's just what it is. And it's funny too because it's SD Saint Didicus, blah blah. Um, there's some there's some Catholic schools around here called that, and um, it's a it's a actual thing. But I just thought it had a, had a good ring to it or whatever. So I'm just going with that. And releasing stuff, I just put out one thing with with Danny and Andrew, the Los Hermanos Montoyas, right? Logos, yeah, they they yeah, exactly. And then so they were they 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 played with, I mean, they they were in Dogwood for the last you know couple few tours, and then Andrew played at the drums at the last that very last show we did at Brick by Brick. So um, long time history with those guys, and they make good, they write good music. South Bay Boys, yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dictionary Hill. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> you, know what I'm about? you know what I'm saying? You know what um, I'm saying? So anyways, yeah, just doing stuff like that and then doing, hopefully trying to do, I want to do stuff that's not just 
dogwood part two i want to do stuff with like more musicians of color you know so i mean i'm i'm i consider myself a person of color but i'm not black uh-huh. so i'd like to do some some more black musicians whether they do punk or whatever you know rap spoken word i have some tracks with some spoken word artists that we're working on just because why not i mean i don't have a label or anything or no bounty and, bro yeah I, and i just made up the the band name and everything like that so i can kind of do whatever i want and they don't well this doesn't sound like i'm like i know it it's fine it's a totally different thing. don't put me in a box <laughs> yeah don't put me so in since the you are the, put me in the basement. you're the willy wonka of this orchestra is going to be like liquid form whatever you want it to be i mean from one track right it'll now, be like rock from other track it'll be what more folky acoustic heavy on the electric yeah, what, some, what are you feeling well on troy's podcast we had, we did an acoustic song um he said hey can you do an acoustic song so we're like sure we just we did one real quick and then sent it to him he, he has it on there and then we've always had some songs that we you know but i mean i'm talking about danny he he writes uh songs on guitar and said hey can you write to this blah blah, blah. so a lot of that's still like the some punk more mature punk that we never really did or anything like that so and it kind of fits with some of the, the topics that i've been writing about lately more you know current events riot protest peaceful protests uh how can we how can we do this the right way kind of thing and so i think that sometimes that punk rock energy is needed for that you know yeah i was talking to somebody about how this is probably the in a long time one of the more creative times to be a yeah. writer yeah. a songwriter yep it's just giving you so much today's 2020 has been the muse for many artists i feel like I you just so look too, at yeah. it you take a seat and then just start writing what you see yeah i mean i think that like a, like the last time we talked, it was kind of the beginning of all the madness. Like, because we talked at the at the beginning, the of, very of beginning the of yeah, yeah. Because I remember maybe like a few days into it. Yep, had to have been must have been March. I don't so. think we were shut down yet. No, no, it was it was in some things were in process, things were changing. We, people were pivoting. That was the the business term was pivoting, yeah. right? We're pivoting to the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to pivot. So great band, great band. Yeah, shout out Chris. Um, I think that. Uh, it's cause it's just time to kind of do whatever you, like I said, do whatever you were trying to do before. Now that you might have a little bit more time or some people, like I said, some people are way busier now. So it just depends on uh, how much time you have, but I think it's a good, um, it's a good time to just kind of feel your, feel that out, feel yourself out if you will. Um, yeah. Like if there's a, I don't know how it would work here, but it would be like, I've always wanted to do this one beer, but we never really got to do it. But and now, we have now. Yeah. There's a time, yeah, that you know, and you can emo, you can emo Browns. So, yeah, like, I mean, it, it gave, yeah, it, it gave us an opportunity. We decided to do yep. a lot of things, like uh, Ryan Brooks, one of the guys that we look up to as a mentor in the brewery industry. Shout out, Shout out Ryan Brooks. He's actually he's going to be in here Atlanta. later on this week. Cool. He came down. He brewed a beer in our pilot system. You know, it's like you know what I've always wanted to do an ESB. La la la. Whoop de woo. And he came in. He did it. Oh, cool. Tasted great. So, I mean, ES Brooks. Yeah. So, he is <laughs> Brooks. So, I mean, you know, it. it's all on how you approach something, man. I mean, this is. Yeah. Th- everybody was handed this shitty hand. How do you turn that anxiety you and know? depression into. into and, it, and, and it's hard. Into gold. And not everybody, I guess, is. It is, is hard. Is prepared is to hard. handle the task at hand. Uh, <sighs> other people were just kind of like chomping at the bit, like, yeah, I'm ready. I need something different. Let's do this, you know? And, and I feel like for, for me and my little family, yeah, I mean, it was it was mostly positive. You know, I've been yeah. working a lot more, you know, but I've also been working a lot more on being um, being yeah. more available to them, oh, cool. you know, because they're at that age where it's like, all right, yep. cool. The brewery, the bar, the businesses is all long long run, long term for the better of my, my little family. Yeah. But 
at what cost, you know, and wife and I talked, it's like, I, I can't just, you know, and, I, and I've talked about this over and over, but it, I just couldn't continue on the path that I was on where I'm like, UPS, businesses, podcast, development, development, building, building. It's <laughs> yeah. like, guess what? There's a whole family behind me just kind of growing up and I'm- The reason I'm, you're doing it Yeah, all. I'm yeah. setting a foundation, sure. but I'm not really like wat watering the plant, mm. you know, not not really like out there like- More landscaping. Yeah, taking care of things, <laughs> you know? So th fortunately for me, knock on wood, it's been awesome mm. in that in that respect. Today, Monday, we're, we're making burgers, bro. Like as soon as we get home after yeah. this, we're going to create a little patties. Nice. We've been grilling a lot. We've been making yeah. a lot of food. And I the know we're trying to cook outside. And, they, sure. and they're getting involved and that's all I want, you know? It's like- Plus, they're not in school right now, so like all of them are gonna have cel celebrate birthdays during the shutdown, during this whole like yeah. quarantine. One was in in, yeah. in April. One's coming up now in July in a few yeah, weeks, and the other one those. is in August. So it's like, fuck. To them, this is normal, yep. and I don't like some of the new normals that they're gonna have to f to deal with. You My know, I was telling me twenty twenty is the. Uh, kind of like the 13th floor of the elevator like yeah. people aren't gonna you don't really want to release a record that says like quarantine album or anything like that because no one wants no one's gonna want to untouchable remember. no one's gonna want to remember i mean they might but like for for all intents and purposes like it, you know i mean overall in general if you had to scale it this sucks yeah you, you, you know there's Can't no put other lipstick way to put on it. a pig bro i mean there's no other way to put it. it sucks and and yeah like i said what are you going to do about it to make it good but but overall it sucks mm -hmm. Let's be honest. <laughs> like we went on a family road trip and, you know, Yosemite National Park was closed for a certain amount of tickets, like a national park, like a state beach. Like, I mean, I'm not complaining. Like we have a good life and all that, but still like things, things are, things are sucky. So, and how do you, how do you pivot on that? So we still made the road trip the best it was. We got, got to go on lake, a lake and a boat and beaches and stuff That's like awesome. that. But like, you know, you have to, everything has to adapt right now. It's, it's crazy. Local times. It is local times, but again, it's what you make of it, bro. I know. And that was the biggest, biggest hurdle for, for mm -hmm. most of the people in, in my little group that I hang with, the biggest obstacle, the biggest hurdle for them is like, yeah, okay, we all, we all got this. We all got to deal with this. How are we going to deal with mm -hmm. this? You know, and it's been pretty cool to see um, how everybody take different paths and routes but still kind of end up on a positive trip, you yeah. know, like people yeah, yeah. started new jobs in our group. Yeah. Um, businesses were created in our group. Oh, cool. You like know, what? different. What, um, what's created? Like, um, like what kind of business? I mean, yeah. How do you start a business right now? Like, oh, well, uh, the one I was talking about earlier, the Burro Brothers, it's a landscaping company, okay, yeah. you know, and they both have careers outside. Because people were, are at home looking at their, yeah, lawn, their yeah, grass sure. grow, right? Yeah. Like, so they were like, you know what? We grew up mowing lawns and, and doing landscape for our family and, and whatever. So why not put it in onto a, a, a larger plane? I love it. And you know, they came over to my pad and they did the side. They pretty much went to all the homies' houses. How does it look? <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks amazing. The Buddha Brothers, proud okay. sponsor of the Evil Brown oh, Pod. Wow. And there's another one. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so so projects were created uh, for myself. I, I I started taking this podcast a little bit more serious. You yeah. know, I started investing a little uh, time and money into the actual production of it, upgrading certain things, uh, certain re friendships, relationships. You know, work on them to make them better. Cultivation. You know, yeah. So. Everything's landscaping. I, every, everything is landscaping. landscaping. Everything. Look at you. Look Dad, at this beard. Look at you. Cultivate. Manscaping. Ooh. Uh, this, this is a quarantine beard for sure. Um, I'm looking like Kevin over here. Like, no, he's that guy. He's got a good one. You are a person of color. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is the antithesis of that. He is uh, not. <laughs> color. But yeah, man. I mean, again, yeah. we could have easily opted to go the other way. Yeah. You know? It's unfortunate to see some... I mean selfishly like people like shutting down for but also there's no certainty like i said no and and they're making the wise decision safety wise like yeah whatever you believe i don't care 
things are happening and businesses have to close because, you know, and is I'm and I don't blame Governor Newsom. He's not. I mean, he's I guess making the rules, but he's not making this up. Mm. You know, he's he's talking about safety. Agreed. He's talking about public safety. Man, like, what the heck, guys? You can't say anything without some sort of backlash. Dude, I, le- I left online. I, I I paused from being online for a while and. Are you would, back? I saw you. Yeah, I'm on, but I'm not like, I'm not really arguing. Uh-huh. I don't want to. Oh, you involved? You get engaged? If no, I'm not engaged no, with even everything, if I post oh. something like, "Hey, you know what? Um, what you know, whether it's any any topic, it could be anything. It could be like what school you want to put your kids in, uh-huh. or what, what vaccines you do or don't. <laughs> like it's it's so crazy. Right? And this is I'm talking about pre COVID. Oh, pre COVID vaccine has always like been a hot thing, topic. Or uh, you know, to anything from small local stuff to like you know, should we have a bike path on 30th or like you know those kind of things, all the way up to presidential stuff. So anything from <laughs> anything from like in your very local community on your street, all the way up to like national to world, like people just are itching for everything's an argument. Bro. Like dude, so so I took a break. You know, the, like we were talking about last time, it's like a reset. It's a mm-hmm. natural reset. It's supernatural. It's regular natural reset. Um, what do you do with that time? And then I kind of came, you know, slowly, not creeping, but like, you know, I'm there. I'm I'm around, like, but just hey, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> knocking on people's um, like buttons. But but more like, I'm not here to argue. I'm, I mean, Facebook for me is I want to be entertained. I don't want to like. It's not my news source. I, mean, I don't want Facebook to be my news source. It could be a form of entertainment. Well, I, no, I, see, I, I, I do laugh at some other people's things or like, oh my gosh, what else could happen right now? Or like, you know, obviously there's funny memes and stuff on Instagram, but like people on Facebook are just kind of like, I don't know, trying, trying, everyone's trying to change everyone else's mind about everything. Yeah. I've and, resigned but, to the fact that that's not, that's not going to work. And to, so now Facebook, the entertainment is that Facebook is kind of a joke. I mean, I don't sleep on Facebook because they're definitely like the biggest thing out there for, you know, anything that you want to say. How are you public. on Twitter? Is, is, that, is that something you use? I, I paused from that also. I just, you know, basically kind of started up again to say that I, you know, have a new song out, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But like, I'm not like, Twitter can be really gnarly because that's like very quick. People are just like, pop, 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 dude, 140 whatever. characters could end a career, could end a relationship. It's all <laughs> like, I mean, like everything, everyone's on there all the way to the president, all the way to like world leaders. So like, it's, yeah, it's another thing. That's it's available. my favorite. But it's, that can be, that's even more vicious than Facebook because I feel like people are a little more, they just say whatever. Like it's not like because <laughs> Facebook, you have a little bit of Facebook's bigger, so you can put it's more, more things personal. On it, but you can put like huge, huge things on Facebook, like a blog post or video. I mean, I don't. I guess you could on Twitter too, but but it's I just don't like know. it's like your family, it's friends. Like you know people on Facebook. Sure, you yeah. know? On Twitter, I feel it's like anonymous, bro. It's like sure. I'm talking directly kinda... to like you know this person in that I've never met before in uh, some country about Nikes, Sri or Lanka, about about like whether you know nikes or adidas or, or nazi shoes or like stuff like that like weird conversation I'm like oh my gosh how can i better be using my time right now yeah let me make let me make some music let me make a song let me make some music about stuff because um it's one way that people can hear hear what i'm trying to say and you can't really argue per se of course i already of course i just put this one song out um over the weekend what's been the re- the reception it's been pretty good it's been pretty good because um it's you know like I said all all local local guys produced locally and recorded locally and stuff like that so that's it's been cool like um, it's been cool just for one thing just to do it for one thing to to do that again but also like um, conversations that people have um, sending me questions or whatever like just some small small retorts of, of this or that but I'm like 
um yeah it's not really your song to like you know to like break down or or like you know preach on or anything like that i'm like i'm just trying to say something about like current events or what's happening right now you know you can't change the fact that things are happening right now and i like what you said earlier it's like whatever you believe in whatever your stance is it doesn't matter shit's going down like like things are changing things are happening right right and I feel like it's hard at this point to stay on the sidelines. I can't control Kevin Faulkner. I can't control Gavin Newsom. I cannot control Donald Trump. Nobody can. You can't control those people, but I can like tell you what I'm feeling about things. You can control your response. I can control my some some stuff. I'm not going to, I mean, maybe some things cause a ripple effect and create waves and create change. Yes, that helps. Um, But I'm not out here to say like, down with this guy down with that guy like hey you know let's get this person like it's not like that it's like i don't need to yell like that there's people doing that job i mean i need to get out of the way you know i need i can stay in my lane and and you know say the things i want to say but other people are doing a better job of of articulating making change and and also i'm i'm not black i'm an ally like i'm 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 here to help i'm not here to like i mean i'll say it for you if you want me to say it for you those kind of things but like I'm just, you know, how can I help? Those kind of things, yeah. you know, if you, if we want to affect change, you know, so, um, uh, what can we do at a small level? I don't know. Like just be good to your next door neighbor for one thing. If they're, if you park in there, you know, but whatever it is, next door neighbor, next, oh, your whole street, your whole block, your whole city. Like I think three point Gales does a really good job of being a local community, community minded business. Right. Um, and a lot of other ones do as well. And how can we support those? I don't know. But think of, that's that's something to think about. It's like when I say I'm giving profits from the song to like charities and stuff like that. I don't know if it'll affect change if I give it to a charity in Virginia. But what can I do here locally? I'm 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 pretty like I like to be like a little bit more local sometimes about things. Local and vocal. You are both. <laughs> You're definitely both. Loco. Local si local. Vocal. Si estás local. <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah. Like, if we want to get crazy, yeah. Do Black Lives Matter? Mm. I mean, it's a yes or no question. I mean, it shouldn't even. Wow. Yeah. Can and you it, break it down like that? Is and, it a yes? Do they matter or not? Like, yeah. you know and what I'm saying? And who, I don't remember who the comic who was, who was saying Michael it. Che. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was awesome the way he broke it down. It's like, it, it, we're not saying that they're more important or they're less. It's just that <laughs> matter. they matter. They just matter. And yeah. it's true. And you know what? And right I love now, breaking it down. That, yeah. To its bare I'm not root I'm minimum. Like Each crazy. word, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. It's not like you're going to see. You know, my you know my cousin walking out. You know, black family members or whatever. Like you're better than me. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, that's not what that means. It's just like, hey, look, they are people, also, as are you. No one's. Anyways, you you get it already, so I don't have to tell you. But like when I when I came back and posted online, or uh-huh. whatever, I was like, look, I have black family members. They matter to me. They. I mean, I'm not. It's <laughs> that's what it, that's what the words mean to me. I'm not affiliating myself with an organization or, or saying like. I will break windows at Vons because of something. That's that's not always what that means. It's not, and so people are. That's what one of the divisions. Like people automatically jump to the ultimate, the extreme, the black and white, for lack of a better term. They they jump to, you know, because it's ah, easy. Because it's easy. It's oh, their it's easy. their easiest bridging of the gap. It's the black it's, and white's easier than gray. Yeah, I just I was having a conversation with a good friend about that. It's not all black. It's not all white, man. You know what? Ninety five percent of everyone. Is in the gray, man. It's in that little Venn diagram, the little sliver in the middle. That's where everyone hangs and out. It's okay to be there. That's the best place to be in there. One, it shows that you're open minded. You know, you're not full on one side or full on the other side. Sure. You're, 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 
you're receptive to, to, to recommendations. You're receptive to criticism. You're receptive to praise. However lame that sounds, there's people that don't, aren't receptive to people paying them a compliment. Sure. Like they're, they're just in a yeah. mindset where it's like, no, bro, you don't know what I did to get, <laughs> okay. I was just saying, you know what? Yeah. Epic job on the beer. It tastes amazing. Yep. Then it, it's a crazy time, man. And it makes me scared for the little dudes, my kiddos, because mm-hmm. it's like, I got to prepare them. I got to arm them. I got to arm them with the tools of how to deal with 2020 and beyond. Because dealing with 2010 for us, 2000, 1997, 1995. We've always felt like it's been crazy. Oh, right? yeah. And I feel like. And now. And now it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is the craziest one. All these, all these movies are coming to life. Yeah, like, it really is, life. man. So. How know. are you working on being a parent to these times? Because your kids are older than mine. Your kids are they teens. Are. Yeah. And you have a young lady and some dudes. Right, right. I just have dudes. I couldn't right. even imagine raising a young lady in this in this whole era, this whole yeah. time frame. It's tricky, too, because teenagers, like high schoolers, imagine yourself in high school during this time, right? They need to be around other kids. And yeah. and some and some parents are very stri- have been very strict about... Um, uh what's it called quarantining um you know keeping distance all that kind of stuff and some are not at all and you know like i said and it could turn into another fight you know with people like oh my gosh you're having a party and i mean i'm talking about before everything was kind of like like uh reopened or whatever like secret parties or whatever wow you know like i said whether whether you believe or not like um what about you know just common decency of like you know, wearing a mask around other people or whatever. It's like, just, just do it. Just who cares? You know, we're is not it, trying to start a fight. Is it that big a deal, man? No, I don't, I'm just saying like, I mean, like what, is it a good time to have six people over in slumber party? Probably not. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking, I mean, talking about today. I'm talking about like when the, we were in the middle of everything, the thick of it, you know, I think we're still in the, thick these are of arguments it. I'm having with my kids. I'm talking about like other parents, Yeah, other parents, other parents. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think they're going to come over today. Like, let's just wait a little bit and, you know, like I said, the certainty or the uncertainty, um, you know, and I have friends everywhere all, all over the spectrum of whatever they believe about this, this current stuff. But I just, that's also say, been interesting. And, and I'm not worried about my health. I'm worried about like, you know, my grandparents yeah. and, um, strangers and whatever. Like I'm fine. Like my kids are probably healthy. Fine. Like nobody has respiratory problems. Like we're, we're fine, but we could be carriers and give, I don't know who cares. Like, and I wouldn't, it's also, like I said last time, I think common sense, like just don't go sneezing and coughing on people. But like, also like, why are you yelling about who cares about if you have to wear a mask for 10 minutes in Trader Joe's, just, just do it and get on with your life. The people working there eight hours a day have to wear it. Like just it's, I guess it's boils down to again, like how selfish are you about things? Like kind of in a sense, like whatever side of political spectrum you're on, like how, how selfish or not, like it's the, it's almost like that. It's almost like. Another topic, like, do Black Lives Matter? It's like, well, yes, of course they matter. Yes. And then the other one is with the masks. It's like, is it really going to destroy your life if you wear a mask for 10 minutes in Trader Joe's or whatever? Like, or Big Five? or You're taking my freedoms, Josh. I know. You're stealing my liberty. Exactly. And that's like, you're willing to die on the hill of wearing a mask mask or not? Yeah. Out of all the other things in the world? I've met people who are. I know. And it's scary. Like, why? And it's scary. Just... Fortunately, it's not. Like nobody really, wants to wear it. Like we're not wearing it because we yeah, want to wear it. it. I haven't come across a peer or like a friend or anybody like on that spectrum. But yeah, it's like it's like, kind of it's kind of taxing and overwhelming. I know, to just kind of remind people like okay, because I, I I was just talking to my dude glasses. He works uh, the tasting room on Sundays. and He's like, bro, we had our first mask 
issue on oh. my shift. He's like, yesterday somebody came in Without and um, no mask. They didn't want to wear a mask. And glasses told him, hey, man, I need, I need you guys to wear a mask. Like, well, nobody else is wearing a mask, which was true because at that point, everybody inside was already sitting in their location, not uh, walking around the brewery, the tasting room. You know, I mean, the rules are wear a mask when you come in. Wear a mask when you're ordering. Wear a mask when you're walking around the tasting room. Yeah, because obviously you can't wear one when you're drinking. Yeah, so when you're sitting down at your barrel, when you're sitting down at your seat, when you're sitting down at the table, it's like, take it off. Enjoy yourself. You're with people that you are within your close proximity. Obviously, you're comfortable with them. Sure. Do your thing. That makes sense. Me telling you to wear one there would be like infringing upon your liberties. I can't have you talking to that person at your table <laughs> with you that you know. Sure, sure. You know. So they came in, glasses let them know, no, you, you can't come in. And I guess they got extremely mad, walked away, talking shit, doing their thing. We're not here to make everyone happy. We're here to make everyone feel safe. And if these people are coming in and then raising a ruckus and in turn making everyone else feel a little bit unsafe by yeah. their um, safety measures or, or, or the way they handle it, we have no issue telling you, yo, you got to dip. There's other places on the block that you can go to. But I assure you this, you're going to be forced to wear a mask in those spots too. You know, And I can say that confidently because everybody on Chula, in Chula Vista on 3rd Avenue fortunately we all abide by that same like rule you know it's like we common decency making sure what we take care of our staff and our patrons not just common decency but it's la ley it's la ley shan. like who well, are I mean, these why not? patriots that don't want to wear a mask <laughs> exactly it, oh, wait <laughs> you love the country but you hate this law yeah wait a minute hmm. okay. well if they would have just followed so the laws nothing so would have happened an anarchist <laughs> yeah no I'm a i don't know that's a whole nother thing too is like what what defines citizenship patriotism like all this stuff like oh my god i'm learning that's a whole other podcast it, just, it all depends on who's who's spewing these things sure. you know yeah uh, it, it's been rough in that I sense know. but fortunately man knock on wood it, it's been i can count the number of incidents in one hand i mean you know you're, you're in this industry um people start drinking they slowly start forgetting the rules you know, like slowly, like become a little bit more socially walking around. So it's well, like yeah. our peeps are like, hey, guys, I need you to sit down. It's if you're a social be... lubricant. Yeah. And like, and it gets really slippery, slippery really quick. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like we've had a couple of those instances. But, you know, my, my guys, my team, my, 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 my little tasting room in front of the house peeps, they know how to handle it, bro. You know, I don't I, I can go home knowing that they are in full control of the tasting room. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. have to be here micromanaging, hovering. I, at that point, I become a, a, an obstacle. Something that they have to worry about. And you add more anxiety to your yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> nobody needs that, bro. I mean, sheesh. Uh, what have you been doing lately in the industry as it relates to food? It's been it's been a little different because uh, a lot of, you know, I do a lot, of, a lot of weddings. And a lot of brides just, you know, been pushing back their dates, postponing. Right. Yeah. You know, event. Well, because a lot of the event spaces are also saying, hey, we can't do your wedding now. So we've been uh, moving things around. Fixing our fixing our calendar, figuring out uh, w when we can operate full time and stuff like that, or when because everything is changing week to week with the with the w with everything with data and laws and everything. So, well, this just came in right now. Uh oh, right, this is, right, this like second. legit right yeah, now. Pop up. Go. It was announced today that many area businesses will have to end indoor operations this week, including all of San Diego County restaurants, breweries, and wineries. Bars must close all operations. Yikes. Who's that news source? Uh, Gavin Newsom announced that San Diego County is now one of the three new counties that have been added to the list of regions that must implement these new restrictions on indoor business activities. Under the current restrictions, indoor operations would be restricted on many businesses, including dine-in restaurants. Dang. 
I mean, you can still do the uh, outdoor pickup or drive through. Um, post countrywide. This is dimmer switch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in all honesty, bro, in all honesty, go ahead. I we knew this was gonna happen. There was no way in once hell they reopened that they reopened on every, Memorial Day weekend. On Memorial Day weekend, Pinchy Pacific Beach. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Some of those videos that I saw, I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, come on! You run this business like this is your company. You don't want to. One, you're gonna look silly because everyone's gonna blast you. On I mean, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but Handle like, it. like just just open slowly. Yeah, I know you're, everyone's hurting for money, but like, I don't there's know. a smart way to do this where everyone wins. Yeah, adhere to the rules. Play if everyone played by the rules for like the last month, things could be a lot different. It was kind of cool on our on our road trip. Uh, we went on we went to Bass Lake up in Yosemite, mm-hmm. and everyone's on boats. So like, everyone's it was that's a great way to like kind of be social distant, but still. Um, w- around other people because the boats, you know, it's kind of like we're not nobody's really. Cl- I mean, unless of course you're like those the, the party boats, the pontoons where they all touch yeah. each other, like <laughs> that kind of they stuff. All touch each other. <laughs> the, the boats, like literally, like I'm, when we were riding around Mission Bay yesterday, there was some of those. You know, some people were having huge boat parties and stuff like that. It's like I get it. You know, they're they're it's Fourth of July weekend. They're probably you know we there's a lot of Arizona license plates in the parking lot. Yeah, like, um, it's fine. Um, but um. And actually, some of the parties were were wearing masks, which is, which is, I guess, I don't know, comforting or whatever. I don't know, but um, being on being on the water is like kind of like another way to like reset or like get away from. You're still with other people, but it's still like getting away from the masses of public. Public, you know, yeah. like it's a good way to. I mean, I, I can't fly. I don't have wings, so like being out in the water is fun. It's kind of some kind of close. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, jumping off my roof is only one story, so it's not much flying, but you know. <laughs> It was meant to happen, though, bro. I mean, these, yeah. thi- these things were going to happen, especially this weekend, being the only county mm-hmm. uh, in Southern California that was open. You know, everything else was shut down. Everything else that just happened to us right now that I just went over, all the other surrounding counties, Orange County, um, Imperial Valley, uh, L.A. County, they were already subject to these mandates. So having a holiday weekend encroach upon us with these things closed and our thing open – it was only common sense that it was going to flood flood our county, you know, flood San Diego. Oh, yeah. Maybe so, yeah. Why wouldn't, I don't know, put measures in place to close the beach for the weekend, you know, kind of avoid or deter people from coming down here for they this weekend? the state one. The state you know? parking lots were closed. But it's like, like <sighs> I don't know. I, I, you saw it coming. You kind of figured, like, this is what we can do. And nobody really did anything in power to be like, hey, we're going to close the beaches. We're going to do this in order to help to keep San Diego County where it's oh, at, yeah. you know, but now, Kevin, <laughs> Mr. Falk, <laughs> but now it's like, Hey, we made our bed now from my understanding. I think we are. Yeah. We sleep in that bed for three weeks. I, I think we're on a, on a shutdown for, for 21 days. I think again, I'm, I'm going to have to read it all over again. What does that mean for you? Obviously you're in this industry Yeah. for the next 21 days. Yeah. Everything's dying out. I'm sorry. Take out yeah. delivery to go. I know mine's a little different because our, our events are like big events, like, which is also tricky because, you know, uh, that's why people are pushing them back because they're not supposed to be, nobody really wants a socially distanced wedding. Like, I mean, you can, because you want to have your wedding day, but like, it's, you don't, it's you, you, six feet apart. Like, how's that going to work? You're gonna have to have like a pretty big land area to do that kind of thing. Like if you want to find even 80 people, uh-uh. like, how are you going to fit 80 people at a wedding? You know, uh, you need a lot of space for that. It's doable, but like, so like things have been tricky with that. So if things are, you know, changing now with laws, like starting this second, we are in a, you know, 
that puts us at what August. Yeah. You know, um, when you when this happened in March, dude, did you uh, did you think this, we would be here in August, waiting August, it out until well, August? In in some ways, some stuff because there was going to be recovery period, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Back up the up the slope, right? Pushing the thing up the hill, but then and then during all this time, all the other stuff. Not it didn't start happening, but all the other stuff came to light with like you know, the the protests and Black Lives Matter and police brutality stuff like um stuff that was maybe already happening, but we weren't as aware. Yeah. And now everyone's been more aware and and awakened. That's where the term woke being woke comes from, right? Being never your eyes are open. Don't ever do that again. Right. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> when you say you know they say you know woke you know like what does that what does that mean? It's like we we're all watching the news happen. We were all awakened to this thing of us been happening in our country since its inception since the 4th of july in 1776 it's you know it's you just, were just forced it's just a to thing. be at home and watch it now yeah you're it's watching like, oh, it or you're there and you're i mean the protests in la mesa are like a couple blocks from my house yeah how like, was that how was that experience for you in la mesa and the, um, the protests it was interesting because because it was two aspects it was the protest and i feel like it always happened like for those two weeks of intense protests it was very uh, peaceful in the beginning. Yeah, the like daytime, my, right? <laughs> my wife and daughter were there and they were walking, marching with everybody down university. They didn't go to the freeway, but a lot of my a lot of the people I know did. And it was very peaceful. And they left, my wife and daughter left about maybe half an hour before tear gas started flying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of nervous and scared the whole time before, when she said they were going. They were like, you know, they were making their signs and um, doing the whole thing because, yeah, we su- we support you know, we support reform and, and good cops and all the good stuff about why, why we would protest. And we don't like to even say the term riots, but it turned into that because I don't know, someone wanted to take advantage of whatever. Also, why would, <laughs> why do La Mesa PD have to do, you know, shoot the lady in the forehead with a rubber bullet you know, to start the whole thing or, or all this other stuff that happens. Obviously there's a long list of things. And, um, what we what we were peacefully protesting was like, hey, we just want we just want the cops to be there for us. That's that's basically it. Like everybody, black, white, just live brown. up to the protect and serve motto, the credo, yeah. of protecting and yeah. serving. The history of cops, like the very all the way back to slave days, is is a, is obviously a bad thing, but it could be so much better now. It could be really cool. Like when you have, if you have a, you know, if you're able to ever get the chief of Chula Vista or San Diego police on the podcast, like it could be really good. So, but. You know, who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a good thing because because they can't account for every single police officer that they work with. There's obviously rad ones. To. There's obviously rad ones. My uncle's a really good sheriff in Riverside County. Like, you know, he's and he's like really good to his he works in the jails and he's really he's really good. Do you account for all your children? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like I do. Yeah. Because I only have three. But yeah. there's who knows? Like I don't know. Like I have tons of cousins and relatives that are in the in the forces, different police forces. Like that's why I don't say like you know, all cops are bastards. But like I said, I don't know. I, I think it was off air, but it's that when they have, when they have to do their job and it's a split second decision, like it's, yeah. it's, it's nuts. I don't think they won't do their job. It's nuts. Yeah. It is nuts. It, um, how, how much force they have, they can use on you. And, um, uh, what was I saying? The, um, uh, so as far as the protests go, like my buddy ended up talking to, one of the one of the officers who was on the freeway as the protesters were marching towards him, and there was so there was four officers on the freeway against, like just standing there, kind of, and they were there to actually protect the crowd from the freeway. Like they were, that was the original job. That when 
this, I got the story from one of the officers. He took an iPhone picture of, of the crowd approaching him, and he said he was scared out of his mind. His heart was beating out of his bulletproof vest. Like he has a, a really cool, like panoramic picture of, you know, whatever 2000 people walking towards him on, on the eight in La Mesa. And you know, he looks over to his left and there's two patrol cars watching and they drive away. No way. So four, was it four, four, six, I don't know, less than 10 officers standing in the freeway, just kind of there, you know, as this mass approaches them and they're, their job, their first job is to protect and serve, right? So they're there to protect these protesters, right? Um, and then if it gets a little crazy, what do you do? This is from the officer's perspective. What do you do when you're standing there trying to do something good and then people start throwing rocks at you or like, you know, the whoever, and it, because everyone has adrenaline pumping. If you've been in those situations, you're, you're even the pro- protesters and peaceful marchers are, they're, you're adrenalized. So like somebody gets too crazy, hits a switch and throws throw stuff that's Game not good on, yeah. also though at the other end someone hits a switch who's an officer and just starts you know shooting tear gas or whatever into the crowd like oh my gosh now now yeah like you said game, game on like yeah. ah get out of there so what i was saying i was i was adrenalized and i wasn't even there i my wife said she was going with the kids i'm like dude don't just stay on the outskirts don't do you know don't don't get stuck in the middle because then you can't like get run away but it was it was totally peaceful while we were there there were there were, there were teachers from their high school you know, uh, some public officials, like it was fine. It was, it was a piece, it was, it was the definition of, of a peaceful thing that turned, you know, after a while, got him, got him, karate kid, <laughs> grabbed a fly with his hand. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, my thoughts is I, I do believe in peaceful, peaceful protests, however much that can go, you know, like where we want to, we want to explain to police officers, uh, why we're doing the peaceful protests instead of just causing a fight. You know, it's not, we're not trying to cause a fight. We're just trying to say like, Hey, this happened. Yes. Some, somebody did some, one officer did something to this, you know, George Floyd, for example, one, one example out of many examples, one officer did this. It that was is still happening. It was a police officer that did this, or we can say Breonna Taylor. It was a police officer who did this. Unfortunately, you are also a police officer, but how can we change this? Can we, that let us peacefully gather and talk about these changes that we could make, you know, like with voting, whether it's voting for the mayor, or the president, or police, you know, head of head of sheriff, or anything like that. Like, let us let us let us speak. Let us be citizens. That's true patriotism in in a sense. And even I'm not here to throw rocks at you. I want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> want to know why I'm throwing a rock at you? Here, this is why. You know. And from that, I mean, we. On a much lower scale, like you, myself, individually, what do we do? Like, because I've I've been poking around, asking, like, what can I do? What what? Like, yeah. You know, it's like I'm just one dude. You know. Yeah. What can I do? And you know, I've been told, you know, just people follow you on your social media. Just keep that message alive. You yeah. know. Yeah. Keep pressing those those uh, tweets, those reshares, and however minuscule you think it is. And I do, but apparently, it works. In the positive and the negative, because mm-hmm. anytime I do anything like that, I I, yeah. I get pushback. When I do it under the brewery, under under our business, I'll, I'll I'll always put in the hashtag of Black Lives Matter on everything we do now, and I'll 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 get messages on the side like, "What? Well, I can't support you if you're going to continue to do this." Then even on my personal, I was like, "Why do you even do that, bro? You're not about that." And I'm like, I'm "Not about what? You know?" It's like, and it just yeah, it what just do you think I'm not about yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, ah. Yeah, I've decided just kind of take a step back, still do what I'm doing there, exactly. and take a step back and just I'm not even gonna interact with it when it comes anywhere. People just 
they're not ready to have that conversation if they're coming at yeah. somebody in that manner. Everyone's so tense. Yeah, it's like you're 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 looking for an outlet, and I'm <laughs> and I'm feeling like that is what yeah. you're you're looking at my. <laughs> my message that I'm trying to convey and just push out and oh no fuck that you're going down for that I'm like what why you know and, and, and initially I was like this is why you should think Black Lives Matter but then I'm like yeah forget it bro I can't you know so at this point sometimes just take- it doesn't work sometimes people can hear you and and change if they if they're willing yeah everyone needs to be willing to hear and listen to this is the time to be willing if other if the person trying to tell you something is also willing to be calm and and constructive not just like. You suck you because, you know, hey, all lives matter. I'm like, yeah. I, I know. But until black li- and until you can say black lives matter, then you don't believe all lives matter. This is the time to be Zap. in the gray kind right of. now. This is the time yeah. to be in the gray. Let yeah. go of your like hardcore stance in any direction on any view. Be in the middle. Why is this side so angry? Let me get in the gray real quick. Why are you so angry? <laughs> yeah. Tell me. You know, why is that side so pissed? Okay. I remember what me. we were going to talk about. Go ahead. You want to get crazy. Ooh, okay. we, I forgot. We we're like, what do you think? Because I've had this conversation before in the 80s, in the 90s, in the O's. Like, you know, our baseball team is named after Junipero Serra, right? Los San Diego Padres. Yes. And tell me a little about Junipero Serra. Well, in the in in thanks to the Spaniards and all mm-hmm. the conquest and manifest destiny of of the church and exploration and you know throughout the centuries, they well they they, they picked Junipero Serra. There's a bunch of people, but he the padre, right, the friar, swinging friar. I mean, hey, no, I love the padres, of course, but like we're named after a, a slave owner, a, a a murderer, a massacrist, a torturer. I mean, not just him, but the whole idea of the friars and the missions and all that kind of stuff, chopping off hands of the Kumie tribe, like just, you know, the Sikwan, like all the local San Diego uh, Native Americans. I always thought it was weird that, that, uh, Los Padres are, are, are mark or even ad- advertisements, ad- advertisers like, uh, local Native American casinos would be advertisers for the Padres. Exactly. And I was like, oh, and you know, I was like, it's oh, wow, that's, like, that's fucking weird. But still, like, <laughs> if you look at history, yeah. And that's why, that's why things are happening in the country, like with statues and flags and all this stuff being, you know, uh, taken away from history, quote unquote. It's because those those people did things that they shouldn't have done. So, like naming our, our baseball team the the Padres, like Chargers, whatever that's that whatever that means, like a, a horse charging, like right, like obviously Washington Redskins. They're named after something. The Cincinnati Reds, the Cleveland Indians, like the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are all named after Native Americans, for better or worse. But the if you think about the history of the Junipero Serra conquest of California emissions, why do they build the missions to convert the native Americans to, to Christianity, Catholicism, whatever, you know, to worship their God. Right. And how do they do it? If you, or if you denied that they, they would chop up your over. hands. Yep. It's so crazy to me. That, and I've always thought that since I was like six years old, uh, when we when we started going to the missions and you read the history, it's like, oh, this is this is Native American land, and you, they have the statues. Even if you go to the Presidio right now, there's a statue of the Native Americans on the, on that land, you know, because it's their land. And the eight freeway where at Ocean Beach is says the Kumie Highway. The Kumie Highway. Right? Yep. Am I saying? I'm part, pardon my my pronunciation. I'm not saying Kumie right, exactly right, because I don't know. Because I don't know anybody who's in that tribe, and they don't have a casino, right? Um, but. What I'm saying is, it's so weird that we're the Padres, and no one's ever talked about. Do we change that name now? Like those kind of things. It's so weird. There's been more of like 
an uptick in conversation and chatter now lately. Like I'm telling you, man, I, I see everything on Twitter. That's that's where I kind of have my finger on the pulse of, uh oh, cancel culture. What's coming our way next? Like, yeah, and, and it's mean, like, uh oh. But then people have brought up the Padres. Sure, you know. The day that they started tearing down the statues in like the south of like mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis mm-hmm. and like the flags and all this stuff, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what, that's going to happen in California with like the missions in Huda Procera. And the next day in Olvera Street in Los Angeles, they the Native Americans tore it down in Detroit. It ha- they pulled down a statue of uh, I th- I don't know if it was Huda Procera or another another Padre. And then they put up and yeah. they put up the Native American. Yep. Like I um, saw that today. Wifey sent it to me. It was pretty. That's kind of awesome cultural change. Um, it's crazy, but it's crazy that our our nation for better or worse whatever you want to think yes we came here to escape tyranny but then we created we created it. our own we created tyranny yeah. on the backs of native americans people forget how Mes- violent mesoamericans it. mayans african-americans brazilians that this country was founded on the backs of people forget non-whites how violent the origin sorry white friends of our nation is you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah it's like i love to remind them yeah it's a it's a it, it's a good it's a crazy history that our country has regardless of how young it is i mean you know Mm -hmm. we're a very young nation as it relates to the world Mm -hmm. and everybody else but it comes from a violent beginning well the white nation the america the america yeah yes okay the 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 settlers correct the 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 colonizers the colonizers the uniting of the states that comes from brutality bro i mean yeah and there's no there's no simple way to put it we were we were a country you can't get around it and i think our country can change when we acknowledge that if we and not not reparations, apologies and acknowledgement, like, I mean, repar- that's I don't know much about the reparations and all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying it's not just about that, and it's not just about, and it's not just about black people either. It's about, like I said, the Native Americans, Mexican Americans, yes, Meso Americans, Brazilian, like everything, anyone who was here first, Asian Americans. Oh, dude. I mean, we, we showed we went we drove by the like one a couple of the internment camps, uh-huh. Japanese American, yeah. like in. When America rounded up all the Japanese people in the San Francisco and Sacramento area and basically made concentration camps in California. Yeah, it's weird because I don't, it almost feels like as minorities, like we pass the baton to, oh, it's your turn. Boom. Oh, it's your turn. Oh, boom. Gosh. Oh, it's your turn. Boom. But it's like a sad reality, bro. It's, it's, it's legit almost. The sadness is that the, the white culture, whether, I mean, you know, you, you don't choose the, your race, obviously, or your culture, but who invent, whites invented race. Like the ethnicities were always around, but like saying like, oh, here, we're going to go into California because there's gold there. Oh, all of a sudden it's our state. It's, you know, it's ours. Well, let's fight. Let's, let's fight Mexico for it or whatever. All the, there's a whole bunch of different parts of history, but to take all the Japanese people that you know, or that not that, you know, but are, that are in the area and put them in a concentration camp because we're at war with the Japanese or whatever. And that basically crazy, crazy right crazy. here in our state. Yeah. We're not, this is not Alabama. Or deep south with all the Confederate flag stuff. This free is thinking Western state, liberal California, nuts, California, you know, the state of yeah, fruit so, and nuts. So Come on. Not, nobody's free from this, um, and it, and it's unfortunate that it's always. You know, I'm not saying every race is every other race is not doesn't have their own form of racism. Obviously, they do, but we get clowned on a lot in California. You know, yeah, just because we're free thinking, we're very accepting of everyone and everything, but again. There's there's a little bit of there's a, a history. There's a history of a, <laughs> there's a, a history. tattered past. Look at history, yeah. So now it's history, but and that's and that's not going to go away no matter what statues that get pulled down or flags or anything it's like there. that. It's it's there. And and what do we do with that? How do we move forward and change that and control uh, and apologize? Delete. Control all delete. Let's apologize and acknowledge that that happened and 
yes, I'm not a, I was never a slave owner. I'm, I'm not connected to slave owners, but, um, but I hear you and I know that that happened to, you know, you know, people in your life and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not saying it didn't happen. You can't say it didn't happen. Slavery happened. That's how our country, you know, blah, blah. That's like, ah, that's a whole long thing that I'm very passionate about, but, and that's why I write songs about it. That's what's, that's my topic of songs lately. It's like those kind of things, you know, opening people's ears, mm. that kind of stuff. Let it in. Yeah. <laughs> Aure sus orejas, right? Here, have another beer. Oh my God. You're, you're scaring me. Uh-oh, it's getting deep. I don't know. This is like two episodes. This is like part part two and three. <laughs> another thing that the quarantine has brought is that our, the pinchy episodes are long now, man. Are they? I did one with Tim. Break them up. Uh, no, hell no. I just released them all at once. Yeah? Yeah, I did one with Tim, Um, the homie. He owns a brewery, uh, Chula Vista Brewery I saw, down yeah, the block. I heard Dude, it. that was like a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> well, if you have stuff to talk about and it's relevant to like. But more so it flows. That's like, you I mean, know, now. now with like. Anytime I have a podcast, it just flows because, I mean, yeah. one, I've become more comfortable talking exactly. to people. It, it, it's There's less, like, like uncomfortable silences. I have people in here who, who have something to say. You should get a cricket sound effect. <laughs> and just leave it in the... <laughs> 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 it's, 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 this yeah. has been... If, one, if we're looking at positives, I'm happy with the way that... Pause cast. The, the, the positive cast has come out, you know? It's been fun. It's been fun. I like to keep doing these as long as I can, you know, yeah. and it's, it's a little time consuming, but ultimately, wifey understands that it's my therapy. You should have, you should have her <laughs> on. Like, oh, we've been, we've been trying to get that to happen. Let's just do it at the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I told her. So yeah. let's just do it here. Well, then somebody's got to take care of the kids for like that hour, they two hours. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she was telling me, well, cause I'm afraid to have her on there. Cause she's just going to rip me for an hour and a half, you know? Don't release it. <laughs> we don't do that no, here. Like, I think I, I go on, I like doing this one cause we talk about local stuff, but also like we can get deep about, uh, some of the topics. Like we go as know. deep as you want to go. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't ever not, put but up, but I'm not a, very surface levelly mm -hmm. with, well, with people I know, I guess I like, give more surface level with like, Hey, what's up? You know, like blah, blah. But when there's something to talk about, there's something to talk about. You right now, be, there's you, a lot of stuff to talk about. You can't be surfacey with me. I've, I, I know <laughs> all dig. of your, all, you, dig. you dig. I know your whole catalog of music. I know your oh, lyrics. With yeah. yeah, with you personally, it's like I, I just know where you're coming from. I know that there's there's <laughs> there's a level of thought that comes. Where am I coming from? You well, tell me where I'm coming. I'm gonna from. tell you where you're coming from. Okay. You are a northern from your North County guy. You know, you come from turbulent past. Um, very family oriented but still fought hard through your lyrics to become a better person, hmm. you know? Okay. And for me, that I connected with that, whether it was more so your family message that you put through in, in, in your music. I, I just loved listening to somebody be so honest, even as a little dickhead, 17, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old. Just sure listen. was. Yeah, you and me both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just listening to those lyrics, I was like, oh shit. This is one legitimate artist and band. Band, because the music that you guys brought was right up my alley. You know, that was like the more, a little bit of hardcore, with a slight more aggressive punk music. Mm. Um, but then just your lyrics where they were just completely different, but just made perfect sense. It was intertwined and they did the dance. All right. And yeah. for me, it was just, oh, wow, cool. That's why you became one of my favorite, well, the band, obviously, but you, you, you yeah. more so as a lyricist and just like a front man, I was like, oh, yeah, Dogwood, Josh Campbell. I'm about that. And then your Chula Vista ties <laughs> sealed the deal for me, bro. Well, sealed the of, deal. Yeah, a lot of ties down here for sure. Did it really mesh with your, you. your, 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 uh, the religion aspect, but I took that message that you conveyed through like the majority of your songs, all of your songs, and I made it fit to what I was going through, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause, uh, 
as hard as my parents tried, my mom so more so rather to like you, you, I got confirmed, I got baptized, I did first communion, I did all the fucking things, everything that was required of I'm a good Catholic. little Catholic boy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I know your boy. your message was your more and more Christianity, but it was like I, nah, I didn't, no, I felt I felt fake going to church. Sure. I felt this isn't it doesn't draw me in. I definitely felt that sometimes even in my own experience in that in the church because, uh, I mean. God bless my mom. She's always been there, been faithful, rock, you know, just like your parents, you know, mm-hmm. they want the best for you, yep. right? And, and, and at all costs. At all costs. Yeah. Right? So good or church, bad. Church is a good way to, you know, but I felt I could see some hypocrisies and like fallacies and stuff like that. But then I was, then I realized, I think kind of right after high school, it's like everyone here is just people. There's no real, you know, everyone can have their own style of relationship with whatever. When did you find that out for I, yourself? I think it started happening in high school. Cause I was, you know, we we're, I started seeing hypocrisy when, you know, I think my mom married my stepdad. He started taking us to, he took us out of, or not took us out, but like we were going, we were, you know, Mexican Catholic, you know, we were going to the Catholic church. Cause I grew when I was single, when my mom was single and we lived down here, I, we lived in North Park. I went to Jefferson Elementary. We were going to, um, uh, what's it called? St. Patrick's. And, we were Catholic. We were full Catholic, right? And then when my mom married Kimball, where it's where I got the last name. Uh he we stopped going to the Catholic church, started going to regular, you know, Christian Calvary Chapel kind of church. And then um went through that, but but he I started seeing hypocrisy because he was all about the that church, but also he was, you know, alcoholic, abusive, you know, who knows what else, like uh, about behind the scenes. Um that's just what you saw. That's what I saw. So I was trying to be a good dad, but I saw a lot of things that a kid shouldn't see or should know or anything like that. But then I, as I grew older in the, and they were still together, he left when we were about, or when I was about 16, he left the house. So a good nine, 10 years he was, he was within our help, you know, in our family. But, um, I could see like, Oh, wait a minute. We go to church, but like they fight all the time. He's an alcoholic, you know, whatever else. Uh, I don't know. Um, who knows what else? And I was thinking this to myself as a kid. I never said anything to my mom or family, but like, this doesn't make sense. Or, you know, then I was trying to think like, oh, okay. So I think we're going to church to try to find answers or to try to just trying to be good or trying to find help <laughs> because the community surrounded my mom when he left, you know, like the church community was They're definitely really- there for my mom and for our, our family. Like, the, you know, they would help us like buy me a new bike or like send, you know, pay money to, for me to go to summer camp or anything like that. Just to, yeah, to rally because they knew that he had left us and he was abusive and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, no offense to my mom or anything like that, but like, I think that abused people in relationships, whether it's, you know, physical or mental or spiritual or any other kind of abuse, emotional, um, they, it's hard to get out of that rut. You think that you, you think that the abuser is your savior sometimes because they come back oh i'm never going to do it again or blah blah or, i'm never going to drink feeling. another beer or like Ugh. i don't know because it's a it's a miserable and desperate feeling right um but also there's kids too you have kids but even with or without kids i've seen plenty of abusive relationships that uh they just stay because it's the thing you know they can't get out. they can't they can't find a way to open the gate you know to get out so yeah and then i was thinking like oh my gosh there's all this it's kind of all this, all this hypocrisy or even people are, are my, in my own age. It's like they're going there because their parents are taking them there. Yep. You know, you don't always choose, but then you kind of just keep going because it's, it's part of your fabric. And then, um, so that some of the, some of the stuff has stuck with me and I have some really good friends through that, all that, 
those years and relationships. But uh, I, I realized people are just, they're just people like, you know, some, and then sometimes there's the power trip and people like, or like the really religious, right. People like pointing fingers. And, and then I realized even, even more in that it's like, okay, some, some parts of this are, I do not agree with, and that's okay. But I really respect like the, the culture of, you know, being the best person you can be like this, this Jesus figure, like he did, he like, he's like a Gandhi or Martin Luther King, like, you know, like just kind of a peacemaker and like, you know, talking to the poor, or pe- talking to people who are oppressed or he's all about social justice. And I started figuring that out like kind of right after high school. And that's right when we started the band too. So every time I would write a song, I didn't write all the songs, but like all, every time I would write a song, if you look at all the lyrics and throughout the course of from song one till now, it's like, it's basically a conversation of either me with God or me with somebody else who doesn't believe like the same things I believe. Like, Hey, the person's like, what about this? And I'm like, well, how about this? How about, how about looking at it like this? It's not just like, you're going to hell because you blah, blah. Or like, cause that sucks. Nobody wants that. <laughs> and trying to be a good person is hard sometimes, you know, like you're nice and like inherently you're a good person, but like, you know, I mean, some people, but like, it's hard to do that all the time. And I get you don't have to work on being a uh, a bad person. It's easy to be bad. It's because easy it's to be because, bad. Yeah, everything around you, which is, tells us that's in our nature just to be bad. It's hard to work on being a good person. Yeah, I mean, some people are more inclined to it than others. Like mm-hmm. just you know, inherently. But even then, you gotta you gotta work on it. You know, yeah. you, there's gotta be a sense. You have to a be able to like, see when you're like losing your temper. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to see when you know you're about to say something. You know argumentative on yeah. facebook oh, or man. like any kind of stuff like that i was like eh, i'll choose the other path i'm working on it so conversationally in in my lyrics it's been like um you know stuff like god are you even listening or god are you even there yeah. or like my faith in you will never die stuff like that like yeah because that's good that's in my fabric that's mm-hmm. inherent like that's part of me regardless of how my beliefs change or my paths diverge or anything like that or i talk to other people who are say you know quote unquote share the same religion or faith but like are on a totally different trajectory like you know if we're talking political spectrums or in some conversations i am the very liberal person in some conversations i'm the very conservative person like it's so weird because i'm just me you're even keel i'm just me in in our conversation depending on who who what group i'm talking to i'm like off the charts liberal i'm off the charts conservative what i'm just i'm the same person like and i believe these things you know whether we're talking pro-life pro-choice like i don't even like to use those words anymore because people have misconstrued both sides of how everything means you know what i mean i feel you i saw somebody somebody posted something yesterday it was really poignant like hey if you're on birth control but uh you're actually pro-choice <laughs> like what well, okay yeah i mean that's just one side topic but like yeah it's, it's all perspective stuff for sure but anyways like as far as the conversational stuff like it's just conversation so so that being i'm like you are going to hell and you want to like it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like nobody wants that like no. that sucks like i said some, uh, i can't say nobody so but what being a parent now being a dad mm-hmm. being in a relationship mm-hmm. your wife both co-parenting handling raising the next generation <laughs> of leaders hopefully hopefully mayor rhythm how temple. do you draw on your past like your experiences growing up in a, in a turbulent, a lot, you know, yeah. in a turbulent upbringing. Like, how do you how do you how do you approach the religion um, route with your kids? Like, do you take them to church? Is that something you actively like present to them as an option? Do you let them choose their own course? I mean, a little bit of both because I want them to have. I don't want them to have as much uh, 
what's it called? Like, um, I don't want to feel like they have to mm. do anything because that's what drives kids, especially teenagers. Like, Away. don't do drugs. Okay, I'm going to do drugs. It's stuff like that. Like, I don't want anything to be forced per se. Right now, church is a little weird right now because there's no, you can't there's no, go. There's no <laughs> gatherings. Yeah. So, like, what do we do? We also live. I believe that you know, you know, we as a as people are we can live that out in our regular actions and, and our culture and how we believe about social justice and like living day to day with people that we, you know, support or who are going through the struggle or anything like that. Um, but like, as far as teaching the kids, like, look, this is why we do what we do. This is why we have, you know, underprivileged people over women of color. We support like, this is why, well, obviously like going to protests or anything like that. Like, this is why we do what we do because we believe, you know, Aside from Christianity, like, cause, I mean, because there's a whole spectrum of even just saying Christianity or religion. Donald Trump says Christian stuff. like, And then there's the televangelists who are lying to people, but they're saying Christian stuff. And then there's somebody who's actually living it out. Sometimes the people who are living out the Christian stuff are not even believers, like people who believe in Jesus or anything. Like, They're just like inherently good people doing really good things, right? And, and uh, so we're telling our kids like, can you just live your best life and be the best person you can be? Be a good human. That's going to show people more kind of like actions speak louder than yep. words kind of thing. Like that's going to show people more that black lives matter to you than saying, I just posted a black square on Facebook yeah. for a day. Like, like what does that even mean? Like, what are you doing to show people that you, what you believe in, you know? And, um, yeah, like we haven't done like what we didn't, my kids didn't grow up in the Catholic church, so they don't have their candles and their spoons and like their vests and all this kind of stuff. Like they don't speak Latin, like, you know, all this stuff. So, but we just kind of grow them up. Like, here's what we believe. You know, we grew up, mom and I grew up this certain way. We tell them your mother and I grew up this certain way. Here's, here's what we were taught. Here's how we live. Here's your, here's kind of like the options or the choices. If you choose like these things, like if you start doing drugs or having sex before, like, you know, having babies and stuff like that, your life, here's how your life might look. Might look. I don't know. We're just kind of like it's. Is Here's it a hypothetical. Blueprint. I've seen people and I've seen people all over the place do all these different things. Like, and then you know they come around or whatever. But like, if you start doing this stuff now, like at your age, here's what it might look like. A likely outcome. A likely outcome. You're 12. You start. You know, when I was 12, I was shoplifting a lot. You know, um, Kmart, Home Depot, like whatever, whatever I could fit in my pocket. Seven Eleven, especially Seven Eleven. Chiclepto. I was. It was a problem, and I think I was doing it because of my family life. reaction. Looking for something. I was looking for the, maybe I was looking for attention through yeah, punishment. For sure. Whatever. So I was in trouble with the law, like at, a, at an early age, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I got a ticket. I got randomly, I, got, I had a ticket for jaywalking and then they found me in police records through like, you know, I never went to juvenile hall or anything like that, but I was, I was not the best citizen at, starting at like 12 years old, right? Stealing from ice cream trucks, whatever. Who, who does that? <laughs> Kids from Escondido, oh, apparently. <laughs> you know um but anyways yeah so what do we te so like you were saying what do you change them i just basically tell them all about my life yeah you know here dude when i i wouldn't if i said that what you just said to me when i was your age i would have got slapped across the face but you don't hit, i know i don't hit you you don't spank i know i don't spank you i'm just letting you know I'm just what letting would you that know happen? if i did what you just did my dude i'd be in my room for a week yep crying in my pillow Cause I, you know, cause, cause of, that's your experience. I got spanked and I got a restriction and I got my Nintendo taken away. You know, So like you guys have it made, so just shut up <laughs> stuff like that. So how do you, you, I raise them in that somewhat in that, like telling them about this. 
And then, um, so now they know all you know stories about me. I try and show them all the podcasts. And do they get prior to COVID? Do they get that church experience anywhere? Does your mom um, like pick them up and say, "Hey, let's go to church"? I mean, yeah, we're all like, um, it's still. I think it's. I definitely still think it's part of our part of our DNA and our fabric, like that we make that an experience for them because we also want them to be around other kids their age that are kind of going through the same questions and things and stuff like that. You know, like uh. Like I have a, my kids are 12, 14 and 16. So dude, those are like those hard are important years ages, to be with other yes, people, sir. you know, um, but at least they have each other during this quarantine. They have each though, other, you know, cause which they're, is, you know, they're best friends and best enemies, oh, right? That's yeah. good siblings are. Yeah. So <laughs> healthy siblings, you know, they, church is one way to, um, get them into that, into that, uh, realm. Um, like we, you know, urban life makers church in North park, whatever, like just trying to like be around other people who are going through the same experience, like trying to figure out, you know, how do you, how do you support black lives matter as a, as a, as a, an idea versus saying I support black lives matter. And someone's going to yell at me because they think black lives matter are a bunch of rioters. Like, no, we're supporting this because we want to bridge the gap. We want to like reconcile. Like we want to do all these things because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to teach the kids. Just teach, we got to teach them to be good humans. Man. We want to teach them to be good humans. Respectful, like we want to teach them that when you see a homeless guy on the street, it's not, He's not homeless because he, you know, I don't know. Maybe he maybe, wants to be now, but like what happened to him? Yeah. Was he a Vietnam veteran? Mm-hmm. Was he kicked out of a house? He, you know, blah, blah. Like you can talk to homeless people. They're not going to bite you. You know, I mean, they might after they might, a while. I was going to say. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, K and 16th. I don't know. But like, but like, it's, you know, just, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, what's the, what does it mean to be a good person? Check this out. For, what does it mean? For wifey and me. I mean, I know for sure I can speak for myself. We I was not forced, but as a kid growing up in my parents' house, I had no option. Yeah, I, I just went. That was me. I had to go. I ran through the motions of being a good Catholic dude and just, you know, went through the motions. Made it a point. When we got married, we're not getting married through the church. I said, nope. We got a rabbi. He married us in Japanese garden in Balboa Park. You know, mother-in-law, livid upset obviously my daughter deserves this it's not a matter of deserve it's just honestly we came to the decision that we don't want to be married in a church that's not our thing and we had kids fast forward seven years after we were married we decided not to baptize any of our kids they're like why it's like you know what why am i going to force them into a religion they have no voice or opinion on whether or not they want to be a part of that you know what if they grow up and that's the last thing they want to do yeah. So we got some flack for that. So we came to the opinion of let them. So my, right now, my mom is the one that goes to church. And she'll ask them, do you guys want to come to church with me? And I'm not going to get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing. Be like, you're older now. Yeah. You know, you can at least say yeah. yes or no. You have you, you formulated an opinion. You've gone once or twice. You know if this is something. They love going. Sure. Am I going to stop my kids from going to church as they get older if that's what they choose? No. I mean, that's part of growing up, and I feel that's part of parenting, letting your kids kind of like, you know, you, bumper bowling. You know, you, you put the bumpers <laughs> on, and you let the kids go, and as soon as you find out, oh, you know what? I do want them to make their own decisions. Though. Yeah. I do want For that. sure. Like, I don't believe Now that. more than ever, Kimball. Like, now I feel more like than ever. Now more times, than ever. I, I want them to make their own decisions. I know too many people our age that were not allowed to mm-hmm. make their own decisions about And guess what that turns that. into? turns into the kind of... Well, I mean, for a very small percentage, it, it turns out positive. Okay. Uh, for most, <laughs> no, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, man, you know, no. Yeah. Um, I want them to make their own decisions because I don't believe that we are born to be robots. 
And I don't believe I have all the answers to give them. No, exactly. You know what so I mean? Like, if you find that in this group, great. Uh, if you if you're happy, I want you to be happy. Quarantine. What is the biggest thing right now? <laughs> Take the best out of a bad situation. Whatever these kids are going to grow up to do and be in groups they're going to be involved with, take the best out of that situation. Use it for your best, like, growing experience. Claro, and that's, and claro. that's it, man. I, claro. I have so many good relationships from growing up in the in the groups that I grew up in. Obviously, and the band was started out of the youth group. Yeah, the youth group. I remember you told me. The band that. was started out of that. And not started to be, say, per se, you know, Christian group or anything like that. That's just what we're, we're in the youth group. We all came from the youth group. That's kind of where we came out of. So that's, that's why we, we did what we did, you know? And as my, as beliefs mature and you realize who you are as a person and stuff like that, you know, the writing, the writing will change too. It's not like saying, you know, I'm not this anymore. I'm not that anymore. It's just like, this is who I am now. Yeah. You know? And that's, what's cool about, well, but, but in music could be anything yeah. I am talking about right now. I am talking about, Stuff like Black Lives Matter, yep. protests, yep. peaceful protests. Time How do pieces. we peacefully protest in these times and, and also tell people like not saying you're wrong necessarily, but but you're wrong about like saying all lives matter if you don't believe that all lives matter. Those kind of things. Like if you believe that all lives matter, then you'd be okay with saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That, it, sh- it shouldn't be an issue it at that point. Be an issue. You know? Like just saying those Let's words. Let's just highlight this. If you really want to say it, or if you just saying all lives matter because you want to fight. And I think that's that's a lot of it right now. I want to say that's eighty percent of it. Blue lives matter. Red lives yeah, matter. I know you're, you're saying I that know. because you're I get looking it. for a reaction. I you're get poking. it. Yeah, you're I know what you're poking. saying. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, right now. I'm saying Black Lives Matter because the, because look at it. yes, there's, look at all this stuff. Like, it's a very taxing time, Kemble. Jiminy Christmas. It's a very taxing yeah. time. I was gonna tell you, it's it's cool to listen to your music, even though it's not, well now more so I can listen to the more recent releases and to good old days initial releases, and I can just see you growing up. You asked me, well, what, who am I based on the music? I legit think I I I, I know yeah. who you are, because before I met you, I, I was like, oh, this guy must be like this. He just he went through a lot of shit growing up. Yeah, you know, I was like, this guy went through a lot of shit, but he still has his family. Was a kid. Lo- he has his family loyalties. You know, <laughs> yeah. he 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 got his voice. And he wanted to take a stand, and this is what he's going to preach about, you know. And I don't use a preach in the more like religion sense. I just preach like you grab the mic, and this is what I want to say. When you're a lead singer, you're, you're definitely you're preaching. You're, preaching you're on that soapbox. Zach De La Rocha. Zach De La Rocha is, you know, Reverend De La Rocha. Please, preach. He's a preacher. He's definitely a preacher. <laughs> and then there's the antithesis of that. Um, I work at UPS. I have a lot of time in the morning. I, I, I go in today. Went in at one in the morning. Got out like at. I don't know, 11, 10, 10, 30, 11. And um, I went through the whole Blink-182 catalog today. Took you about know? half an hour? Yeah, right. Ah! It's the same, same four <laughs> chords over and over and over and over. Um, and I do that every now oh, and then. Awesome. Like, I'll listen to like A whole music catalog. that I grew up with. You sure. know, it's like, do I still connect with this shit? Oh, yeah. Like, is, is this something I still... So today was Blink-182. I was like, you know, I'm in for a long ride at work today. All the way from Started Cheshire Cat. Started with Cheshire Cat. Yeah. And then I had to stop at take off your pants and jacket or whatever. Because I was... <sighs> I can't connect with that music oh, anymore. Okay. Like, like, musically... I'm like, all right, cool. I remember this riff. I remember this lead. I remember this drum fill. I remember this bass line, la, la, la. I remember these harmonies. But now just like I actually sat down and or stood up, walked around listening to the lyrics and the content. I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't connect with this anymore. Right. But once upon a time, you're I post-punk. Did, you know, but once upon a time I did. Oh, sure. From that 16 to 20. We grow, we grow know, together. With it's the, like, yeah. that, was, that was my shit. Like I could listen to Dude Ranch and it would take me to a specific space and a place and time in yeah. my life. I think it's like, the boom, same boom, for boom, even boom. them, for the musicians. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mark is, 
you know, he's they're all those guys. They're older, right? They're you know, they I think they're play. approaching. They probably play around to mess around, like you know, like hey, let's play carousel. <laughs> but like you know, if you listen to their newer stuff, it's like they're they sound mature, more, more mature. What am I missing out on the new Blink? I don't know. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> I t- no, I mean I don't really. I know that Skiba is in the band from Alkaline Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I mean, like, I feel like that was a, a different sound. That was a much welcome upgrade, honestly. As that's a really a pretty ballsy move. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like gothy, you know, like in, in a sense compared it, to compared to like <laughs> twangy, you know, uh, <laughs> honest, let's mate. You know, like nothing wrong with like those music. Like there was a place in those time for San Diego. lyrics made the millions. Blink. No, there's a place in time for Blink. If you talk to somebody like you know somebody from the hardcore scene in San Diego, like there was a documentary, they say that's not my San Diego. That you know, pop punk and blink and all that kind of stuff. That's not really my experience. Like that's a whole other thing. Like it's that was thing. more there my was two roads. Right? Yeah, there was. There was definitely there was the, the underground. There was like the POG Che Cafe. Cafe on yeah for sure. Oh yeah, and then the, yeah. So I don't. There's know. a lot of history in music in San Diego. Oh, dude, dude, like forever. Forgettable. Yeah. yeah, it goes it goes way back. We had a big big scene that MTV was trying to blow up for a while, like with the you know not just punk stuff, but like way before way before punk. You know, way, I mean, way before our punk, like, you know, the No Knife and Three Mile Pilot. Dude, and, No know, Knife. I remember No Knife. Yeah, Drive Like Jehu. Like, oh. you know, those are, and those are still some of the best records to listen to. Lucy's? Lucy's for Code. Yeah, like, right? You know, that, yeah. It so, took like, me uh, 10 years after the first time I l- listened to that band to realize that it was Lucifer's Code. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh, Lucy's the for Code. Lucifer's Code. These oh. crazy guys. So could you see any of those bands? Uh you know the early San Diego bands, or if they were still playing, would they be singing about yes. like, protest stuff There's now? The, the, yeah, you know, I would see some. You, and they would be very artsy about it. M- me, like my 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 example would be you. Like you say, you've strayed, you've grown. No, man, I can legit listen to. Well, obviously, there's going to be certain songs that are no longer going to be connected to sure. your, your persona now. But overall, I can listen to your music, your catalog, and be like, "Fuck, that's still Josh." And I can say oh, that yeah. now because that's I know you now. Oh, that's different because you know. You know, like, it's like no, that's kind of the person. Like, like, that's still my dude. That's still the the dude sitting right in front of me. I know that's Josh. I can listen to his lyrics and this one and that one. And that's Josh, yeah. up and down and all around. Because the things that we sing about like happen. You know, like, yeah. I mean, Jace wrote some lyrics. Russ wrote some lyrics. Sean wrote a lot, a lot of the songs. They were all so, awesome. Like, I was singing them, and they were, but they were all things that happened to people, to real people, uh, no matter where they were in like church life, high school life, whatever. Like these things are happening. Like you know, there was a. People in the church, whether they're in the church or not, getting doing drugs, getting raped, um, you know, having abortions, like those kind of things. Those are happening. To Realities. People. It doesn't matter if you're in church or not. These are things that are happening to people. So, like, we're singing about it. Why not? You know, um, trying to tell a story and have that conversation. So that brings us to like today, even still, like, still trying to tell a story and have a conversation. And if people don't want to agree with it, that's that's okay. Even even with the music, I tell people now, like on like there's all these forums on Facebook and stuff like that. It's like you know how MySpace or like uh, what's it called, uh, message boards used to be. It's like you don't have to like my band. I don't care. I'm not offended. Like it's not for everybody. If you like emo or hardcore, you you might not like my band. That's okay. I don't care. It's not gonna hurt me. Like to, to say you don't like, but you don't have to be. Also though, you don't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So so you had pretty say, thick skin. Eh, huh? It's not really. I mean, somewhat. If they're like, if it's just like, ah, it's not really my cup of tea. That's fine. It doesn't have to be your cup of tea. If you like, if you're like totally into hip hop, you're not gonna like, you know, blah blah. But if it's like, if you like, I was totally into hip hop and I still love Dogwood <laughs> and yeah, Lagwagon. But at the same time, I don't up. like. I also don't like every release that every band that I like does or like every song. It's okay. 
Like they, I have my favorites. It's fine. And, but you know, just don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. Same thing with all the stuff we're talking about before with like all the topics, like just don't be a jerk about it. If someone says something you don't agree with, be like, Whoa, you don't have to comment on it. You don't have to comment. You, you don't, don't have to fight. You just don't like, have to. Or be like, you know yeah. what? I don't agree with that. You can scroll or you don't have to, you don't have to push like or anything like that. Just say, keep it moving. Well, I respect, respectfully disagree. Don't say like, Oh, what about this? You Bullshit. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you suck as a person, you know? Your kid's going to die because you don't get the vaccine. Like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Crazy time we live in, Joshua Campbell. Jiminy Christmas. I want to get the link to your new release. Oh, yeah. I want to pop that bad boy up on uh, all things that we represent. Get your word out. Get your message across. Big fan since day one. Excited. I finally got to know you. Comfortable in saying you a homie. Comfortable saying we friends. Um. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. Monthly? Come on, guy. This is, this is, I guess, what? Now, what, what the last one was March, so. Like, April, May, three June, months, Seasonally. Month. Yeah, I will see you Quarterly. in September. <laughs> I will see you in September. What am I, yeah, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Wake me up when September know. ends. It's just been a little bit trickier now with like all I get that. you. Yeah. I get you. We have but to play yeah. it safe. We have to play Emo it safe. Brown. It's been a fun ride. No, I, de- I definitely wore, I wore this shirt. Um, I saw it. Uh, I know I wore it on our vacation and oh. other parts of California are not as, you know, liberal minded or as accepting to the well, message. Well, the, you know, the, the campesinos and Mexicano culture all the way up, all the way up in Northern California, farmland and everything like that, you know, they get it. Yeah. The, but I guess, yeah, it's funny because people are like, you know, give me the stink eye and caramel at the beach, you know, Carmel. I, and it's funny too, because I said, there's a gas station attendant. He was obviously from Mexico or farm worker. He was working at the gas station. I asked him directions to like, I said, Carmel instead of Carmel. Carmel. I said, I think he's like, he goes, he like kind of widens his eyes and he started, you know, adding more rolled R's uh-huh. and, you know, saying things the right way. He felt comfortable being himself. He said, Garrapata instead mm-hmm. of Garrapata. Mm-hmm. So like that, like he, yeah, he did. He felt comfortable he really being did. himself. Yeah. He really did. He saw, he kind of just, that bothers this. me, man. It's weird. It fucking bothers me. I was talking to wife about that. It's like, I hate that, that, even saying Chula Vista is not Yeah, the, bro. I, how do you I say Chula Vista the right way versus Chula Vista? La, you know, it's la, a, la Costa versus La Costa. It's bro, weird. And we, we had, I had, I talked to wife, I talked to some of my friends. It just bothers me that we feel that we have to fucking adjust the way we speak in order to just conform or feel more a part of something. It's like, why? Escondido. So, yeah. You I know. know. La joya. And then when you say it the right way, people are like, what? What? Why do you say it like that? <laughs> it's like, Fuck, that's what it is. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. No. So that was, and that's just one small thing. And that's not something I have to deal with every day. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee I, by saying, even by saying Carmel and Garrapata the right way made this guy's day. Yeah. You made his day by making him feel like he can be himself wow. around you. And he didn't speak, he didn't even, he didn't necessarily, he wasn't talking to us in Spanish. He just said the accents the right way, yeah. but he, but it made him happier. Uh, I don't know. It's just and it's just it's a little weird, thing. Man. And I didn't do anything. It's powerful. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I just said something the right way, and that and and so imagine like actually doing something like, you know, I don't know. <sighs> That's crazy. Think of it's how much power you time, have, Josh. It's a crazy time. That one right there, what you told me, that one means a lot to me. Only because I've seen it happen. I'm like, no, man, just do it. Just handle it. You know, <laughs> Joshua Kemble, Dogwood, hey. Saint Didicus. Hi, hello. All of the things. That have grown to now? love. Part three? <laughs> All of the things. Who else sponsors the podcast? Um, this podcast is brought to you by Dogwood. The, whatever this is. The uh, Suffer album. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, so we might. <laughs> I, I don't know if the, we're still on, but um, we might do a, a vinyl release of Through Thick and Thin. 
Are you really? There's a talks of it through. through Did you hear the voice right now? Oh, really? Oh. No, because I've always wanted something to see that come. Something. Who's come gonna out do that? Right now? Probably through our. <laughs> no, probably. I mean, that, yeah, because they do like because they do all the re-releases. No, like either um, distributed through Tooth and Nail, just kind of independent release, independently re-release. We just we can't get the original artwork or anything like that because it's so so gone. But um, yeah, I just want to see that happen. So either either through them, I'm not gonna put any like time or money into it. Really, it's just if they want to make it happen, sure. Or maybe like a some other distributor, but like it's it it'll probably happen this year, maybe you know. Emo Brown Distribution Company. You heard the drop. Let's do that. We'll release it. Media, we'll we'll, we'll media, take over the <laughs> conglomerate. Yeah, you already got the tricycle company. Mm. You got the bike riding company. Keep it coming. Jujitsu company. Ooh. What else? Soccer. Soccer face mask company. <laughs> we do, yeah. Beer. Oh yeah, obviously. Obviamente. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Claro, claro. Thank you, Joshy, for coming yes. through, bro. Yes. I appreciate it. I look How forward to this one. Uh, what do we got? Not long enough, man. I can no? keep. I can keep talking to you. I can tell you my favorite song. <laughs> we got. I know your favorite oh, song. That's, that's like yeah. when we do one just about music stuff, or like you know. This wasn't that one. This was. This wasn't was that mix. one. It was a it mix. Was a mix. Yeah. It was nice. It was a. Uh, we took some. We took some some snaky paths. Every time you come in, I always feel like guys. This is Josh Campbell of Dogwood. Like every time I, you come in, I feel like I have to do that. And then boop, I quickly forget that and we'll become oh, that's fine. the homie Josh and me. That's because like I we said on the talking. very first one, I was like, no, it's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, that's what I was. Yeah. That's... Also, because that's like uh, when I started that, I was 17, you know. So that's how old are you now? How old am I now? Uh, 44. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think so? You do. Yeah, so yeah, I always think of the Rancid song when I have to think about it. But yeah, wait, yeah, forty-four. You're right. You're right. I guessed it. Dirty Harry. Or did I look on Wikipedia before Is I did? No, I don't know. <laughs> do you have a Wikipedia page? I mean, I don't. I don't personally, but like Dogwood. Yeah. But you can add whatever you want. So I, I tell my kids don't, you, don't use Wikipedia for schoolwork. Like anyone could put anything. Like we sometimes we add stuff on other people's pages as a joke, you know. <laughs> Like pranking them because anyone can do anything. So, here's a a question before we leave: Unwritten law or pivot? Oh, um, unwritten law, only because more more releases, more they they you could hear them their, them change a little bit and a little maturity. bit. Yeah, I think maturity. So. so they they started to you know this when they had their radio hits, they started doing more radio hits and acoustic stuff, but then. They still have some really good punk jams and San Diego sound. Uh, P- I mean, I love Pivot for sure, but they, you know, two records only, you know. And you know, they sound they sound really good, but they shared they also shared musicians. Yeah, so like, yeah. You know, they shared musicians, so they had. The, Russo they, did a lot of background vocals on uh, Pivot music. I love Pivot. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Pivot, but I, I was un- it was unfortunate that I didn't get to hear more. You know, because there was a lot of San Diego bands that I didn't get get to hear more of. Carter Peace Mission was one of my favorites. That was old. I feel like they could they could have totally turned Third it around. Rail, Did, you know, like Carter Peace Mission. Oh yeah. man, you just I know that's we're talking, Mallory. We're talking, we're talking blue cassette tapes. Oh here. man. Anyways, so, so like music stuff, I would love to just have a conversation about just music stuff. Like, you know, like going we're going. That's kind of what Troy does with Palapalooza because it's like okay. only music. He was only talking about music. You know, like music and venues. So like, it doesn't get too too deep. Next time you come it doesn't in, get too deep. Did we get deep? I like we could de- I think we could deep yeah. yeah yeah I want to know what's in that big old head of yours <laughs> yeah there's more I, well duh there's more I want but next you have to wait for the next song release the, next time we uh, <laughs> a teaser next time you come in um you're gonna bring three bands 
locally. New Padre names. New names New for Padre the Padres. Names? Damn. Los Jefes. Dude, when you put this out, you should put like in the comments or whatever, like, what would we name the new Padres? I don't know. They're not going to change it, but like. You don't think they would? I don't know. Cleveland Indians? Would they change? I think they're in the next. I think they're next on the list. I feel like Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians are at the guillotine of Redskins only won't because FedEx kind of owns that name now. So, Re- Indians seem Redskins. Indians seems less offensive than Redskins, even though Native Americans are not Indians. Columbus named them that. Damn, damn. Here locally, Columbus uh, statue went down. The city of Chula Vista decided to take it down before anything went sideways. They Props took, to the mayor. Yeah, they took him down. They put What's him in a shed. Maria? Miss Mary. Oh, she goes by Mary. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mary. No offense. Um, yeah, the, La Reina. La Reina del Sur. <laughs> no, that's cool because, um, dude, just, yeah, the whole, even the Columbus story is just, you know, yeah. he's, he's not white, but he's working for the Portuguese. And you know what, though? I feel like the Columbus story has never really changed. I don't think we, I feel like the, 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 they tell the kids the right story, just not all the details. Yeah. I feel like the narrative was there. They just left out. The devil is in the details. And damn, there's a lot of satanic shit going on in those details, <laughs> man. You know? He's not the person they painted out to be when I was in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. As I got older, I started like, yeah, dude. As I got older, I was like, wow, bro, this guy's a savage. Like, legitimate. Like, okay. Why are we? Why do we celebrate it? But then, that's not my battle to fight. You know, I feel like, like you said, what, what, what hill do you want to die on? I mean, there's more pertinent issues now, you know, than backtracking, but <sighs> you can't change the future until you fix the past. That kind of, you know, that's your battle. No, I don't, I don't know if it'll be mine personally, but like, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. You know? My not, battle, not... raising my kiddos, making, making well, yeah, sure that, you know, of course we have our own, that's, we, that's, that's my fucking that's only battle. One. Especially when, once school starts again, like the whole thing, but. Oh, crazy. It's going to be. You think it's crazy now, bro? November. This virus is going to regroup, come back, and do it all over again to us. During an election. 2020 is going to be done. During an election. Oh, my God. Jiminy Christmas. You looking forward to the election? You a political guy? Not really. I'm, political? Yeah. No. I, I've never liked the government. No. Ever. Um, I mean, for me, it's like they don't care about me personally. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I only, I pay attention to it, but in my lifetime, but, I mean, I remember all the presidents in my lifetime, except for when I was like a baby, of course, but like Jimmy Carter, I barely, I, what time was I? I don't know. I was more like Reagan. Yeah. I was Reagan, that, Bush. Yeah. It's Reagan, Bush, Bush, Bush. Clinton, Clinton, Bush. Bush. No, Clinton, Clinton, Bush, <laughs> yeah. Bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, to Obama, to Obama, to Trump, and then who knows what's next. But like, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, uh, a few years ago, I thought the world was going to end. I mean, and, and, and again, it all like depends on who you listen to. It all depends that's, on who you listen exactly. to. Exactly. So like, whoever, whomever be- it is or becomes leader of our nation which is the leader of the free world really uh they got a mess to clean up yeah and and the and the problem is the, that doesn't matter that person it doesn't matter it does it that it totally doesn't matter because they don't care about you if you if you're not a millionaire they don't care about you right i mean let's be honest but but going back my, i mean correct me if i'm wrong i don't care but like going all the way back through my whole life Black people have been dying at, at with because with police brutality because of other issues. Like there's a whole another breakdown of 
you know, drugs in the projects and like how gangs got started in Los Angeles and like, you know, and, 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 and gangs in the barrio. And Talking about Freeway Ricky Ross? Everything that has to do with, everything that has to do with um, that part of white supremacy being like, um, let's just, let's just give it to the minorities. Those kind of things like redlining district for housing, like all those things, like the, the, the things that are systems in place. What systemic racism means is there's systems in place to, to hold you down. down. To keep us down. Like, um, there's a reason why the majority of people in prison are people of color. Yep. There's a reason why the, there's ghettos. There's a reason why the. There's a whole blueprint. Do bro. you know any white people who live in projects? There's maybe one percent, maybe some. I don't know. There is because they built it that way. Yep. We built it that way. God dang it. We built it that way. So, um, who is president? They're, I don't know. They're not going to, they're not going to change those. Does it matter? They're not going to change history, but. But you know what, what though? Now? What can they do now? Donald Trump did. In some degrees, he... You know? Yeah. Yeah. Donald I, yeah. Trump came in and he fucked shit up. Don't, well, I know because... Because you know why? Because he's not a politician. Yeah. He had... he. So he, some a president can change yeah. his, history, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, he, he totally can. And unfortunately, it was changed in, in, in the completely <laughs> negative, unapproachable way. Yeah. So, like, so we can... That's it. I'm running. I'm <laughs> running for president. Hey, guys. Kanye's doing it. Why not you? Is he? Yeah. Okay. I, I was uh, oh, I to check that again. Out. I listened to a lot of dumb shit in the morning at work. <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two catalog. But after that, I actually listened to some cool shit on podcasts, and I heard that Kanye threw his hat in the ring to become for November for November twenty. This November. This one. Whoa. Kim Kardashian would be your first lady. To a woman so heartless. <laughs> crazy, right? That's the that's, fucking that's time we live in. They probably thought it was crazy when Ronald Reagan got elected because he was an actor. He was, yeah, for sure. He was an actor. I'm sure. Yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Governor of California. Hey. What? I'm telling you. So, I don't know. But anyways, like I was saying, the president, I don't know. Who who knows? The country, I didn't, who knows? It was crazy when they voted for Obama. That was, you know, I didn't think they would vote for Obama because he's partially black, honestly. And then it happened. It was awesome. Okay. And then they voted for a reality star, Donald Trump. Okay, yeah. whoa. No uh, rules, bro. America votes for Obama and then, okay, well, all no right. Rules. Uh, let's see what happens. I feel like, for me, it's wild, wild west. Ignorant Mexican on the outside looking in, I just saw, I was like, ooh, black president got two terms. Next president, you, you know white America is going to wild out and they're going to go crazy on their whoever. Especially they just, if Donald like, Trump loses. You know, it's like, you know they're going to wild out on who they're going to put Donald in. If Donald Trump then, loses, like, reality it's going to be even crazier. Oh, yeah. So like, let's just assume. Anyway, let's just assume Biden wins this time around. Ooh, nobody likes Biden. Nobody likes Trump. Nobody likes anyone in in in, in freaking position I'm to say change this. things. I think I think people would have liked Bernie Sanders, even though he's old. He's just he's fighting. Know. He's fighting too many battles, man. I know. There, there, I know there's that. too many battles because he keeps saying socialism. Yeah, people can't handle I mean, it. and but you know what? Good for him. Live by the gun, die by the gun. If that's the way he wants to Dude, present it, and he go would, on. he he got arrested for Martin Luther King. Like like, come on, give the guy a break. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for the one I hate the less, least rather, you know, there's no, there's I don't no look at it as the lesser of two evils. I look at it as who's, who's better. And I don't vote for the two party system either. You always go independent or what? I'm independent, green, whatever, whoever's, you know, whoever I align most with. And there's a lot of good third party candidates, man. I'm always third party. There's always good, I, good third party And that's what candidates. I was saying earlier is I'm not too political because I don't really trust the government, but also, I don't know. It's a long topic. We, we can kind of go off the record with it, but like, yeah. Why rhymes with sanarchist? <laughs> Not necessarily. More like, yeah. I've always been more like a libertarian, socialist leaning. Like, cause, cause I feel like that's that's kind of how like the people I look up to are like 
Gandhi, Jesus, mm-hmm. like all this, you know, those those peaceful leaders. They're kind of like they're kind of anti-government. They say follow, respect your leaders because they say respect, but like definitely anti-government. Yeah, Angie Campbell, we're gonna we're gonna put you on a platform <laughs> to run for office. I'd vote for you. I'd vote. I'd vote for you. I get. I could be Gonzalo's running mate. Oh, Gonzalo, <laughs> he wants to come back in. I got to talk to him about what his future dude. plans are. Good yeah. dude. I get good people in here. He's They're the all best. homies. He's the best. Everyone's good people. You're the best. Shaka. I'll talk to you soon, Mr. Campbell. Let's do it. Let's do it. Building a better me. Oh, man.